4: Go for the hits, go for the fans, go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
5: It's Tuesday. It's noon Eastern. You know what that means? That means sports take my friends. Welcome in everybody, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. I, I got to ask you guys right away. I, as I just say Tuesday, right? Yes. What it? What? Because most mon- Monday gets a really bad rap and deservedly yes. so for for a tough day, right? Why?
1: Why? I find why, why?
5: Tuesday to be even tougher than a Monday. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, you're muted, you know, bro. You needed, but,
3: Still see, mute, see, yeah. Now, see,
6: Tuesday was go. going Tuesday was going
3: great until that. We have Now, what Tuesdays bring, man? <laughs> Mike wasn't working. That's what t- Tuesdays t- will t- just t-
6: mute t- you, yeah. yeah, right. See, I never understood that because I've never had, I've never I, felt I find like a lot of
3: stuff, Derek. What's that? I find you don't understand a lot of stuff, Derek. Ooh. Bear, Barr, Hold up, hold up, hold up. You never understand me, man. You never want to understand me, bro.
6: There's a reason I don't want to understand you. <laughs> Why is that? Man. Because I'm still ticked that you got close to my family, but I'm tired of telling that story. But, but seriously, I don't. I've never understood that because, you know, I understand, and, I, and you're right, Rob. It's 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 a saying that's been around forever. You know, Mondays are always the worst day because you're coming off a weekend. Yeah. But I've felt that way. In a lot of cases, I felt good. Like, you know, if it was hanging out with the family, kids at a party, grilling out, I just felt Monday. You know, if I had a good weekend, Monday was setting the tone for my week. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I'm a never, lot of it is if you
5: hate your job, uh, I get it. Like Mondays are, uh, can be brutal. You're like, here we go, man. Five days of this, six days of this, whatever. I get it. But I I find, too, like Monday, I have some juice. And, and Tuesday's a, a bit of a struggle day for me w- when I get up. Really? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You know, I, yeah. I always look at Tuesday as
6: one day closer to the weekend. I never, <laughs> I, I never, I, I never looked. I just, you know what? I've never thought about, you know, people say Wednesday's a hump day. I get that, you you know, you're at the top of the hill and you're almost down the backside of the hill. I, I get that. But I've never I've never had a day I've singled out as a bad day or a blah day. And you know, and people, t- you know, and you're right, Rob, there are a lot of people that look at money like, oh my goodness, I hate uh-huh. my job. Oh. And I always tell people, I say, you know what? Here's the great thing about America. If you hate your job that much, you can look for another job. Not you, not can, you can always look for another job, but you may have to take, make a business decision. Now, looking for another job doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make more money.
7: Right? Are you right.
6: willing? Are you willing to take a step back to get to get some of that enjoyment in your life back? Tell me about it. You know what yes. I'm saying? Hey, look. Yes. Hey, you know what I mean? You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Hey, look. I mean, look at us. You know, yes. except for Barrett, Barrett Rich, but Rob, you know, look at poor people like me and you. <laughs> Wait, where do okay? you get this? Where do you get Barrett Riches from? Barrett, <laughs> Rich. Hey, hey, Rob, I'm talking to us common folk like me and you. Bro, you know? bro there's Not nothing. The
3: there's nothing rich about me, man. I played the NFL 15 years ago. 16, um, no, 15 years ago. That money's been gone long ago.
5: You're just rich in personality. All All right, right, right. Rich, in rich in spirit. Rich, in, yeah. spirit. rich in spirit. That's where you're rich. Yes. Yeah, yeah speaking <laughs> yes. of that. So, uh, and and good afternoon, everybody on the uh, on the stream. Good afternoon, everybody in the comment section. Uh, we we always appreciate it. I ran into a guy today, man, yeah. who is our biggest fan, who loves the show, Ooh. who religiously watches the show streams the show wow e- even but keep this between us sometimes at work we won't <laughs> what? say what? this is what? just between us what? okay this is just be- my man alan alan saunders who i read he was I, I was getting my wife's car service today she had she you got to see this flat she hit yet yeah. so she hit this pothole yesterday guys right there is a chunk like literally almost like a squared chunk it's removed out of it. It's the strangest flat I've ever seen in my life, man. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> like I walked out last night. So I was running around and I, and she got home. I, I come out. She's like, just take a look at the flat that I have. I'm like, all right. And it was the weird, I should have taken a picture of it and sent it to you guys. It was the weirdest looking flat I ever saw. Anyway. So I'm in there today. I'm waiting for her, her tire. And they were great. It was at the, the infinity service center in, in Hardmore and the people were great. Right. And Alan comes over and he's like, yo, I love the show, dude. I love what you guys are doing. I love the whole channel. Like this, you guys are killing it, man. I, I'm 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 in there every day. I'm like, dude, my man. Thank you. So shout out to Alan. We appreciate it, Alan.
6: Hey Rob, I can take it one step farther. Years ago, I'd say, let's see, my son's thirty now. So this had to be like when he was twenty,
7: mm-hmm.
6: uh, twenty one. No, twenty two no was so we we leased him a, we leased him a brand new Corolla in two thousand in two thousand twelve. It was a 2013, leased it in 2012. The boy had the car maybe seven months, okay?
3: <laughs> yeah. Whenever you start off with yeah. the boy. Yeah,
6: and,
5: and he gives a timeline.
6: You <laughs> yeah. know it's yeah. bad.
3: Yeah. It's going to be bad.
7: Yeah. I go
6: out, I go outside one day, and I notice this car. Two of the tires are almost flat, oh. and the steel rim that the oh. um, one tire is on has a bit, it's a dent in it. It's like, oh, no. I'm like, how do you do? So I asked him, I said, hey, yo, uh, what happened? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I I think it hit a pothole. I said, "You think you hit a pothole?" I took it to the car to the dealer, mm-hmm. and the dealer said, "This car <laughs> this car has been ridden hard, man." What did he do? I said, "Dude, I don't know." Oh I, my god! Anytime you hit something hard enough, where you bend the the, the, yeah. the, the what is that? A hey, bear? What's the, the frame. technical term? The frame. Now the frame the where rim. the wheel goes on the rim. The rim. That's steel, right? That's steel. Yes. In, it could be one aluminum.
3: Well, well, Aluminum
6: cheaper sold, cars right? now,
7: yeah, for sure. What
6: I, I had a dent in in the in the, in the rim. Mm. I'm like, what in the world? I had to replace three tires oh. and get a new rim for it. At in, that time it was in like seven months? Seven months. Probably. My
5: man was going hard. Let me tell you, <laughs> seven
6: to this day, to this yeah. very day, yeah. He can still not tell us exactly what happened. He doesn't mm. know. Which tells me he must have Yeah. Yeah, so. but I'm like, and I'm still to this day. He still has a car now, and I'm
3: still thinking every time I look at that car. How in the world do you bend the rim on the well, car? You, I'm, i I see that's that's rich people problems there. Because when you lease a kid a car, rich, rich people problem. That's rich people problems. Leasing a car, me, I, I go to Facebook um, uh, marketplace. marketplace, yeah, and, and spend about a thousand bucks on a car. I say here now. After this, I don't want to hear anything else. Yeah.
6: Okay, well, I did it out of guilt. And here's why: <laughs> when we bought when we bought the girls' cars, we bought them cars because they were a national honor society students and all this stuff. There <laughs> we, go. Here my we son, go. My son, my uh, son, who is as smart as them, but did just enough to get by through school. Right. I thought I'll call myself going to teach him a lesson, right? <laughs> so I go to this used car dealer. I bought this car for like thirty five hundred dollars. Okay. I have my mechanic looking over and everything. We, we say, it's okay. So get the car home. And the car was an older car, maybe a seven, eight-year-old car. Get the car home. He's just happy to have wheels, right? Right. The car stalled a few times. One time he was at Chick-fil-A. The car stalled. Just as he's about to get his food, people had to help him push out of oh, line. You in know, the, fact, in that, the line, in the drive-through line, line had to push oh, so the guilt is building up, right?
5: Yeah, that's rough. That is rough. and know, I'm on I'm on Jordan's side on that one. Okay, that's so
6: here's the kicker. Here's when I know I got duped, and it, and it still bothers me today because I'm usually meticulous at this stuff. So I'm always harping at the kids. Do two things. Always check your mileage so you know when to get an oil change. Number two, and always keep washer fluid in there. So one day we go outside, we put washer fluid in in a in container. I'm pouring a washer fluid and I hear something like, like water running like out of a faucet, right? Right out,
5: right out, yep.
6: We look under the car, the plastic container that you put the fluid in had no bottom into it.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
6: How did we miss this? How in the world did we miss... Did, did, I'm t- Here's a plastic container. It was like this. Instead of this big, it was like this. No bottom in it. Hmm. And I looked at my wife and I said, I thought I was teaching him a lesson and God taught me a lesson, you know? <laughs> so behind that, I got rid of the car. We use the car to trade in my dealer, my great guys, Mike Nazar and those guys, Sloan, Toyota of Malvern. They took the car by and gave me 1500 for the car and I released him a new car. So, um, and I'm thinking, you know what? I, sometimes you just can't win in life.
5: Yeah. You it, know? It, it came back on you. It I, came I, back on me, man. So I, I, I never had a car. Like I, my, we didn't have the money, so my parents wouldn't even let me get a license till I was 17 because the insurance rates were cheaper. You know, hey. at that so I would drive. We had one car, and I, if they weren't going somewhere, or going to work, I could get the car. That was the only time I'd ever yeah. get the car. Yeah. So, which is fine. I mean, whatever. It is what it was. You know. So I graduated college. I had saved some money, and they helped me, and I got a car. That was the first time I ever got a car when I was graduated college. I got a Chevy Beretta. You guys Ooh, remember the Chevy Beretta? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I was slick. It had like the special handles on the side and whatever. <laughs> so, I, I got a job at ESPN. It was my first job out of first job in the business. Okay, so I'm driving up there. It was like the it was the second or third time I had driven up there. I drove up there for an interview, and I drove up there again. So I'm driving up there, and I just get over. I th- I'm either right before or over the Tappan Zee Bridge, like on your way to Connecticut, whatever. This thing dies in the middle of the highway. Oh. I mean, I don't mean like could get over to a oh. shoulder or whatever. Just pff, done. Right. Oh, done, man. done, done. So I get towed. I, get, I go to this gas station somewhere in New York. And the guy's like, your engine's done, dude. Like, I don't know what they sold you, but this thing is toast. You need an, an entire. Oh. I'm like, I, I don't have a penny. Like I, I'm I'm and I'm at a miss work because I couldn't get there you know, and you're I'm panicking because I just started the job. It was a disaster, disaster, man. And it was it was bad. And that oh was a, my goodness, Yeah, that was that was a lesson. And, and I got like my, my parents always had junkers, too. I at one point I'm driving one, in one of their car one time and the, wow. the muffler just fell off of it. You know? <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I swear, I swear to you, man. Uh, I think I was on a date, which is really goes well over on a date. When bro, I, I,
3: I can't out. top that, man. Usually, yeah. I can top. I can't top that, man. I, well, I, I, the first car I ever owned, bro, yeah. that was mine, was when oh, I signed my God. my uh, my contract in the NFL. Okay. I mean, I had a yeah. Honda Leaf scooter for four years in college. <laughs> right. so I, 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 didn't, I, I It rains, sleet, or snow. I'm on it. You know, I'm on the, on that scooter, bro. So that's 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 my adventures with cars, man. I my first car I bought. From uh, my contract,
6: my NFL nice. contract. My Well, I, you know what? I, I, not to make you guys feel bad, but I got my first car by default. Um, you know, my mom My mom passed unexpectedly when I was 19 years old. She had asthma her whole life and, and died of pneumonia in August of, of 1977. So I well, I wanted to leave the state of Wisconsin. I, was, I just finished my first year at the University of Wisconsin, Whitewater, Wisconsin. And I don't know why, but I called my baseball coach and said, Coach, I just want to get out of the state for a while. So he gets me out in a small college in California. Well, the first semester, um, I drove out with a buddy of mine, good friend of mine. He lived next door to me. We graduated from high school together. And he decides he's not going back after the first semester. Mm. Well, I'm going back because I'm starting to get to know this beautiful young lady that was <laughs> in my psychology class who eventually became my wife. Mm-hmm. I said, I got to go back, you know. So my dad my dad was meticulous with his cars. My dad worked for American Motors, and uh, which is now Chrysler. And uh, he loved his '98 uh, Olds, so he had two of them. Uh. He had he had his, and he had another one. that was almost brand new. Now, get this: I'm 19 years old. I decide, I said Dad, I got to go back to school. Now, this is in January of of 1978, right? This is height of winter. All oh, right. He gives me the other car in the driveway, which is a '98 Olds Regency. Now, I'm talking four doors, power windows. Power seats. Oh,
7: wow. Man, you're ready to roll, man. You, you see are, what I'm saying? Yeah,
6: yeah. And I had my road atlas. Now I'm 19, and I, I'm, I only know how to read a road atlas because my dad, I'm driving up down the country with my dad and mom going back and forth to Tennessee and stuff, learn how to read the road atlas. 19 years old, so I decide I'm driving back to California. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, right? I drive. Luckily, I met this one guy. He lived in Denver, and he played basketball. And my buddy who I drove to California with played basketball. So we got to know each other hanging out and stuff. I drove from Milwaukee to Denver in 18 hours by myself Oof. through Iowa, Nebraska, you know, I spent the night at his house. And we kept going from, from, from Denver to to uh, Imperial Valley, California, man. And we made it. And in, in, the only thing was I had to drive most of the way because when I got too tired to drive, we were about New Mexico, about to hit Arizona. So I tell his knucklehead, I said, look, we're on Interstate 40. <laughs> Just stay on 40 until you see 17. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I let him get under the wheel. Now, first of all, I shouldn't have done it because he wasn't insured in my dad's car. It was right. my dad's, but it was mine. I go to sleep for about five minutes. Something said, wake up. I noticed he's getting off an of exit. I said, what are you doing? Uh, well, said, is this the way you I said? I said, that's the Interstate 40 right here. Can't you see this big sign? I took the wheel and on adrenaline drove straight through the rest of the way. So I got maybe... 20 minutes of not driving a whole trip from Wisconsin all the Damn. way to, to California. But dude, when I got to California with that car, dude, I was like the big man on campus, bro. Yeah, man. And I was the one. Everybody piled in my car. That thing sitting seated, seated six the back seat.
3: Oh, my goodness. You can
5: they were like a people back there. They were like no. apartments. Those guys, those
3: guys. Yeah. 98 Oldsmobile, bro. Yes. Yeah. That's a song, you know. That's sweet. Not, not, just, not, boom, not, boom.
6: not, <laughs> not just an Oldsmobile, but the Regency. It was the oh. Regency. Oh. It was white on the outside, powder blue interior on the inside. Mm. By the time I finished college and got my first job in TV, man, that thing limped to the dealer, man. I was so happy to get rid of that car because <laughs> I didn't
3: take care of it the way I should have. bro. Yeah. Bruh. Come man. on, man! You got to, man. My, my, like my pops would have said, "Those claws are nice, man. They're sharp." My pops would say, "They're sharper than a rat's turd on both ends." <laughs> <laughs> that's that old man stuff. <laughs>
7: there.
5: That's a great line, <laughs> man. Let's oh, start using oh, my that. Goodness.
3: Oh my god! Oh, so there we awesome. go. Hey, 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 Marcus! Exactly. It's Public Enemy, baby. That's right. P, 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 that's man. right. P, I'm telling
5: you, man. Yeah, Back man. in the day. Shout out to all of our uh, everybody in the comment okay. section. We see you. We appreciate you. All right,
6: D, D Gun leaning. You know what I saying? Uh, I know, can see you. I can see the you lean doing with anything. A, digging the yeah. scene with a gangster lean. Remember uh-huh. that song? Uh-huh. Oh, bro, well, I, I was leaning. It. I'd go. To, I'd go to. I'd go to places like Popeyes Chicken. No Popeyes. Church's Chicken. <laughs> I'd be in the drive thru leaning. Oh yeah, can you give me that three-piece uh, <laughs> with the jalapeno pepper? <laughs> My arm was like, my arm be numb from driving like this. Yeah, so long, man. couldn't even move was, it when you were driving home. Yeah, when you
3: take your hand off the <laughs> wheel, of your hand doing like this. Yeah, and, my, and, and while I'm in college, I got a Honda Elite scooter.
5: Yeah. It's snowing, raining there. Yeah. The
3: rain seems slow. I go pick my girlfriend up. Yeah, in the back. Of it.
5: Oh man, you she's know, freezing my, too. My, my sweet ride was SEPTA in college. It <laughs> <laughs> was my sweet ride. <laughs> it was good. To, it was a lot of fun. Let me tell you, ladies dug
6: yeah. it, man. Yeah, you know, but where I was in college, man. I, we lived three miles from the camp. All the athletes lived in this. They didn't even have dorms. We had apartment complexes we yeah. lived in called the Posada del Sol. And like I tell you, where my wife was from, right now it's like 105, 108. Yeah. So in September, same temperature. So mm-hmm. a lot of these guys would walk back and forth to class because they had no transportation. There three was no buses. Off? Three miles, bro. There That's was no buses, yeah, yeah. no buses going to campus. No buses going to campus. Unless oh. you got to know somebody could hitch a ride. And you see dudes stand on the highway trying to hit a ride three miles. Some dudes would leave at like 5.30, 6 in the morning just to Ooh. get an 8.30 class, man. Walk. And dude, at 6 a.m. in the morning there, it was already 97, 98 degrees. Jeez. So when D-Gun uh, got a car, it, D-Gun
3: became a car service back and forth to school, man. It'd be, safe, awesome. to say, it'd be safe to say B. Brooks would have got a degree at that school. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> I
5: love it. I love
6: yeah. it, man. Hey, that's, you know,
3: that's, that's on the look at the stream. That's a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good segment right there. I mean, we to have to do that, man. What's that? Uh, Paul uh, Mancini, top, um, fantasy wide receivers in 2022. i uh, might that, be a great segment.
5: Ooh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I, I like, uh, let me bring up Paul's list. So, I like, I don't like Sammy Watkins at all. I don't, I don't either. I, I know. Oh, I don't know, know. with, with a- Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. He's hurt what? all the time. He's always hurt, always limping around, always. But I hear you. I get the Rodgers part. I'm not saying it's crazy, Paul or Derek, but he worries me. I like Waddle a lot, man. I yeah. think Devontae's going yeah. to have a match. I think Olave is going to be really good, but he is a rookie. Just keep that in mind. But I do Sutton, like Olave a lot. Sutton had been, he, he Sutton's had been, been, been hurt, too. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. He, he he's always hurt, bit. man. He wear, yeah. The stud is the last one. Saint oh, Brown St. Brown is yeah. a beast. Yeah. He's a beast, dude. He Ooh. is He is going to have a – he already had a really good year. He's going to have a bull, breakout year this year. Yeah, yeah. man. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. for fantasy purposes, remember that, folks. Uh, St. Brown is, is a monster. I know his brother's on the uh, Packers. He's better than his brother. Yeah. He's yeah. a stud. Um, all right, so a couple of things. Let's hit some headlines, guys, uh, around uh, Philadelphia sports here. So a couple odds and ends. We get some weird stuff we're going to get to today. It's going to be fun, I think. Uh, by the way, Dave Zengaro is going to join us at 1 o'clock. He'll be at Eagles OTAs. So we'll talk to Dave. Dave wrote a piece today for NBC Sports Philadelphia uh, regarding just just what fun Jordan Davis is. And I, I, I love a guy with an infectious personality. Obviously, he's got to be able to play. But I think he gets it. Like He also is constantly talking about his conditioning and how he's got to be in shape. That's good to me that, that he gets it. But we'll talk to Dave about all his observations. By the way, jacobsports.com is, is our website. Unbelievable stuff <clears throat> on there about the Eagles, links to our show, all those kind of things. So go to jacobsports.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk to Dave. We're going to do a little uh, di- a little deep dive into Prince Prince would have been 64 today, guys. Unbelievable, mm. he would have been 64. We'll do a little deep dive into him. AI is 47 years old today, so we're going to hit a little AI later. And we got some great stuff for our for our Open Talk segment. We'll do some Phillies as well. But some headliners here. So as I mentioned, Eagles continue the OTAs. They have one more day tomorrow. Now, they didn't even go the maximum of what they could have done. This is part of what Sirianni's plan is to go, I guess, condense everything and go real hard when, you, when you're doing it. And then go, you know, give these guys a good amount of rest. That's just the way he's done it. They didn't have a lot of injuries last year. They made the playoffs last year. Hard to argue it, but that's his philosophy. A lot of people don't agree with it. That's where things are, you know. Barry, just for people who may not be all that familiar with OTAs, what is this? Basically, is it just guys who are unfamiliar learning the system? And what does it benefit? How does it benefit the older guys, the veteran guys?
3: It, it, this is where you learn the offense. This is how, you know, you, you, you go in there, you, you do a lot of classroom work. You go in, you learn the offense, and then you basically take it out on the field and try to apply it to, a, you know, route running and things, you know, things of that nature. Uh, it's not a real physical time, but it does get, you know, helps you with timing, uh, you know, especially with quarterbacks, wide receivers, uh, tight ends, all those guys, you know, and then DBs, you know, um, Really, basically learning, you know, the ins and out of how they're going to run coverage. Um, you know how they can, you know, implement little things to help them. Hey, mom. Hi, Ms. Brooks. Good afternoon. Um, you know, like if it's cover two and you on a vertical or cover two, you got to make sure if you're the cornerback, you got to ride that that uh, that that wide receiver up, and you have him. It's almost like turning to man to man over the top. You know what I'm saying? So you have him once he goes into your area, and he keeps going. You know, in a vertical um, route. Those are little things you learn, you know, or if it's cover three, if you have help over the top, if you don't have help, linebackers getting to their spots in the zones, I mean, it's just really to implement where you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to get there and how you fit in within the framework of what the play is. Okay. That's all it is really. Um, it's it's kind of hard for offensive linemen because, you know, are you going to do it? You're going to work on routine fit blocks, you know, getting up to the next level. Who do you have on price protections, you know, uh, reading blitzes, how you can see stuff, you know, working with the guy next to you, uh, offensive line calling their calls, then, you know, executing their calls, making sure, you know, you get to where you're supposed to be at. You have the guy you're supposed to be at um, getting, you know, the, the you know, everything down with the backs, you know, the backs have the wheel over here. That means the offensive line has the Sam and the Mike, you know, those are all things that you work on during um, these OTAs. The biggest thing that it really does is gets that camaraderie going, guys being next to each other, being in a locker room, you know, setting the groundwork and the framework of going into camp. Because you don't want to do that going into camp. You know, you gotta want to know this guy, you know, you'll be playing next to because you, you're gonna spend the next six months with this guy, you know, every day. So, you know, that's basically what OTAs are. Guys exactly. getting to know guys, getting that chemistry together. Yeah. Now they're only doing six out of the 14 that they're allowed to do. That's absolutely nuts to me, but I can't say anything because last year, they were one of the healthiest teams going into the season uh, and and throughout the season. Yeah. They got some big guys like, you know, Brandon Graham, but I mean, for the most part, they were more healthy. They've been the past five years.
5: True, And and that's the part, like I keep getting back to, you know, as much as I think it, it goes against some of the, certainly you Barrett the way with the, with the amount of, you know, two days three days all the craziness right 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 it, it's got to go against everything your your core beliefs are but if it worked last year i'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. to see how it goes this year because he took that i i you guys we talked about it just individually, before we we're even doing the show, like, do you believe how short these these training camp practices? It's crazy. Are like, I, I couldn't believe it, right? But well, hey, these OTAs are only fifty-five minutes. That's yeah, crazy. It's fast. Hey, look, look, Barry, you're gonna be down there tomorrow. In fact, I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. guys, I'll
3: be there tomorrow. We'll get, I don't, re- we'll get
5: I a don't, report from Barrett tomorrow. By I
6: that. don't care if they practice at all. If they win and stay healthy, hey, do what you do. Same,
3: same. That's where I'm
5: at. I'm willing. Yeah. Like I said, hey man, I, I I got I saw it last year and it worked. So let's let's see how it goes this year. Yeah. So, OTAs for the Eagles continue. Phillies are in Milwaukee tonight. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the Phillies in a, in a little bit, but Phillies are in Milwaukee tonight. Start of a three-game set. I- I've said this to you guys a million times. I'm going to say it one more time. They haven't been able to to, to carry stuff over the whole year. Every, it seems like a good series is always followed up by a dud, man. This is where we need to start seeing it. If, if you really have turned over a new leaf with the new manager and all that, then show it to me now in Milwaukee because you're coming off about as high a high as you can get from that entire series and the way Sunday ended with the, with the Harper Jack and then the Stott, you know, game winner, you've got to carry this thing over tonight. And, and, you,
6: and you could be catching Milwaukee at the right time you know, yep. because the Brewers have lost three in a row. They could, they just lost the last three straight to the Padres. So you might be catching it. As you talked about yesterday, you're going to miss two of the Brewers top pictures yep. in this series. So, um, you, you know, you caught, you caught Los Angeles at the right time. There's no team reeling more right now in baseball than, than the angels. Yeah. And who knows, maybe you catch, you know, brewers, you know, maybe all the bad luck they were having early on. Maybe now that luck is changing a little bit, but Rob, let me ask you this. Yeah. Is there anybody else you need to be fired uh, on the Phillies? I mean, since you got Girardi fired, is oh. there anybody else you want fired right now that we can get this out of your
5: system? Just on the <laughs> Phillies or just in general?
6: No, just on the Phillies, oh. just the Phillies. Is there um, anybody else that you want fired?
5: Right now, I'm okay. Yeah, right You're, now.
6: Okay, I'm, just checking.
5: I don't. Um. Uh. The jury's out for me on the pitching coach. But I'm here we go. I'm here just, we go. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. We'll see. We'll see. Well, yeah, um, well let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask uh, yeah. you this
3: then. Since we're talking about pitching, um, does uh Sir Anthony become your 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 um your closer now? Uh, he would,
7: close
5: does that change? Uh, he would or Hand. I would hand. Hand would set up. Sir Anthony would close. What
6: are you going to okay. do with Evil Can Evil?
5: <laughs> he, he, right now, evils in middle relief. I, I'd rather have a gutter jumping over, you know, uh, school buses than closing games for the Phillies. I, I'm sure our younger audience, like, who are they talking about? Yeah. Just Core, Google baby. Google evil can You'll you'll know what we're talking. I loved Evil Knievel when I was. A I kid. did too. You I too, thought too. he was the greatest.
6: It <laughs> was must see TV whenever he came on.
5: It was. He, he's jumping over the Grand Canyon. I'm like, what? Yeah. What, what is this guy doing? And, and the and setup, the, man. The oh was good. awesome. It the was like an hour setup. Uh-huh. And then it takes two seconds for the man to yeah. you jump. Yeah. Barrett, you know what it was? It was like the original pregame shows. Before, right, they, right. before they blew up now. It was like you and Ray Diddy and Seth out there. Right. I don't know if he's gonna be gonna be able to get over Snake River Mountain or whatever he was yeah, jumping yeah. that day. But it was yeah, and he'd come out in his jumpsuit, you know, strutting out of somewhere. Looking like
6: looking like was, a poor man's it was, Elvis.
5: Cigarette Bro, it was going so tight, though. Oh man, yeah, it so oh, tight. it was super tight. If he sneezed, the thing was gonna split in half, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then he get on his motorcycle, rev it up, and you're all like, there we go, man! He's gonna do it this time." Bro, that's when I first got
3: the love for motorcycles, man. That's when oh. I first saw motorcycles really uh, in, yeah. in in the capacity. All right, I, I want I want a motorcycle. I wasn't trying to jump it. Like I wasn't that kid. Like I, my, all my boys, you know, they had the dirt bikes and they wanted mm-hmm. to jump ramps and stuff. They jumping ramps and stuff. Yeah, Big B was never that guy. I I never wanted to go out there jumping ramps. I would no. ride a bike to get to where I had to yeah, go right. to, but yeah. I was not jumping ramps. I wasn't doing no tricks. I wasn't that type of guy, bro. Yeah. I wasn't that type of
5: guy. Jeremiah asked, "Yeah, he had a son Robbie Caneval. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's doing the same thing. Yeah. He did the same thing. Yeah, he
6: yeah, he got he got broken up like his dad did. Right? Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. he dad, broke
3: over 150 bones or something.
5: Like and they would yeah. they had no mercy too. Like he would try and land, and he would crash." And they would slow-mo the replay a thousand times of this guy's body just snapping. Like, is there I'm like is there any really? mercy here, man? Really? We don't even show a hard hitting football now on a replay. Back right. then they were like, they were like dudes are like telestrating. That's where his, you know, his orbital bone snapped and his, his ribs cracked. I'm like, oh
6: my God. And, and the and the network that would televise Evil Knieval's event would hype it up in their primetime programming for weeks. Yes. You know, it could be seven, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And mm-hmm. you see a commercial coming up on uh-huh. June 23rd. Mm-hmm. Don't miss the latest Evil Coneville escapade. Yeah. And people had to watch it, man. People were talking about it the state day.
5: Yeah. You know, it, it's unbelievable. It Did you see it? Did you see it? Yeah. You had to watch. It was amazing. It it was. It was it's hard to believe now, but then you only had three channels and like right. it was oh, yeah. You didn't have I'm like I'm gonna flip over to ESPN. No, you weren't. You were watching that, like well, watching that, you that or Mash, like yeah, or something yeah. else. That's all you had. Well, technically, you had four because you had PBS also. True. Oh, True. PBS, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, You had PBS. Yeah. So anyway, I don't even know how we got into that, but yeah, So we have that. We have the Sixers. Uh, Chris Heck steps down. Who was the director of their business mm-hmm. operations? He's the guy who, look, he he had a lot of really, I think, uh, smart marketing ideas. He's the one who created you know ringing the bell before the game. Uh, he 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 blew up their uh, their Twitter and Instagram following. I think the Sixers have like over 13 million Twitter followers and over 4 million on Instagram or something crazy like that. Like he he did a lot to sort of uh, during the process era, you know, take the team into a different level. And and they've sold out I think five straight years. So he steps away. His his cohort Scott O'Neal, both Villanova guys, he stepped away last year. Why, so why does that
3: happen though? Why why did Scott O'Neal step away?
5: There's a lot of different theories, Barrett. I don't know exactly. Uh they they both claim that they're they are they're going out on their own terms. Uh uh-huh. I, I you never know. I never I'm not uh, saying it I'm not yeah. saying I'm just saying, yeah. you know, who knows? That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Anytime don't know.
6: something happens like that, the first thing that comes to my cynical mind is, did they really leave on their own terms or were they was it a mutual understanding that we're going in a different direction? Yeah. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah. He claims mm-hmm. that this started in February when he told them I want out, but he didn't want to leave until it was yeah, – everything was buttoned up and his replacement was ready to go, et cetera, et cetera. So, anyway, that that's – who knows? Flyers, here's the update. They still don't have a coach.
7: Uh, but, like, uh,
5: the continues, man. We, I'm you know, not surprised. Yeah, and, look – get it right. Just get it right. I, I don't care, but, but it has been a long, long time here for sure. Well, well to me,
3: I, I was thinking about that, you know, last night. And um I, to me, it's like, all right, it has to be something with these teams are just playing one of their coaches or it has something to do with somebody broadcasting the games and that's why they can't do it. So one, maybe it's a coach from one of those two segments.
5: It could be, but one of the teams, like last night, um, Edmonton got eliminated if they they like one of their assistant coaches, something like that. Yeah. Very, very possible. Right. I, I, I don't know. I mean, again, you clearly haven't gotten it right for a while here. So get it right. Take your time, get it right. Whatever the case may be.
6: See, to me is to me, it's, if they approach me about a job like that, the first thing I'm thinking is, do I want this on my resume? Uh, This could hurt me. This could hurt me down the road in terms of possibly getting another head coaching job. Because this team, when you talk about a team that's on the scrap heap, devoid of talent, not much in their farm systems, you don't have much to trade to get better, um, I would have to think long and hard about about taking this job because obviously you go in thinking, all right, we're going to give it our all, but we're going to still be at the bottom of the barrel when it's all said and done. I mean, think about it. They don't have much trade bait. They don't have guys ready in their farm system. Where are they, how are they going to get better quick?
5: It can't. No, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I think it, you're either looking at a, a young up and comer who wants to be a head coach, you know, at, at this point it, to be his first gig or, uh, you know, retread for lack of a better word, you know, a, a John Tortorella guy who's been around a long time, who still wants to do it, who wants to get back in the action. I, I don't know. It's probably what you're looking at here. Uh Most likely. It, and, and by the way, you're, you're fourth, by a long distance in the city in terms of, you know, relevance. It is not even close. You know, it's – you could argue Sixers and Phillies and, you know, whatever for number two. The Eagles are clearly one. Flyers are four by a wide margin, man, by a wide margin.
6: And and if it was up to me – if it was me and the only options I had was to take the Flyers' job or coach in the AHL, I'm taking the AHL job real quick. (laughs) That's wrong. (laughs) Taking the
5: HL job. I'm done. It's rough on these
6: streets. All right. So
5: save a little bit of that because when we come back, we're going to dive into all four teams: Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers, and we're going to get the state of Philadelphia sports and kind of where they are, whether it's good, whether it's bad, what the future looks like, how we got here, the whole nine. We're going to dig into all those things when we return. All right. So he's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. Don't go anywhere. We see you on the stream. Smash that like button. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let me tell you about uh, Station Tap Catering because this time of year, they are the solution for a lot of your issues. You don't feel like cooking, right? You don't feel like preparing and everything that goes into it. You don't feel like paying crazy prices and you want really good food. Station Tap Catering is your place. I've gotten their catering. I've gotten it to my house. I've been at parties where station tap catering has been there and the food's phenomenal you name it and they have a great wide variety stuff the kids like the chicken fingers chicken tenders the fries the adults with the salads and the pasta the wraps if you're looking to go healthy they have unreal salads you name it across the board station tap catering will impress trust me when i tell you that and they they have been in the food service industry food prep industry now for a half a century, 50 years. Station Tap Catering, delicious food, private events, corporate functions, individual packaged meals. They have a an unbelievable spot that if you need to have a little banquet for your team or whatever the case may be, that's the place you want to go. Newly renovated. It's unbelievable. Give them a call. 484-469-3222. That's 484-469-3222. Or go StationTapCatering.com. That's StationTapCatering.com.
8: of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
9: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass,
10: free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
9: You could say that.
2: cherish every moment and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world never miss a moment trust the people at action news all right did you know it was
4: the mommy slam dunk champion really <laughs> yes really don't sound so surprised let's see it oh you're ready all right here
0: we go let's hear the crowd so go to right go to left fake mom. mama mama, go. Oh, mama she did it
8: Again,
1: you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
8: Uh-huh.
4: Go for the midnight beers. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
5: Right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Top of the hour, Dave Zingaro from NBC Sports. Philadelphia will join us from Eagles OTAs. Talk to Dave about any number of things. But uh, we're going to do a little state of Philadelphia sports, guys. Naturally, we're going to start with the Eagles. Hard to argue who the most popular team in the city is. There's no question. It's the birds that drive the bus. That's for sure. So we sit here now um, finishing up OTAs. And, uh, geez, not all that long from now, July 26th. So about a month and a half-ish, somewhere in that range. Uh, training camp will, will start. Uh, and, and just a reminder, too, just the one open practice August 7th at 7 o'clock at Lincoln Financial Field. So just the one. Um, but beyond, beyond that, that, so that's kind of where we sit. We've had a pretty busy offseason, in, in, in all fairness. I mean, you look at what we thought it was going to be. I thought they would be... I thought they'd make a move to get a pass rusher, maybe upgrade receiver, but they were a lot more active than I thought they were going to be and, and swung for the fence a lot more than I thought mm. they would. They bring in Hassan Reddick, They bring in A.J. Brown. Uh, Kazir White was signed to upgrade the linebacker spot, and then they have a draft that a lot of people gave a thumbs up to. So we sit here now as they embark on the 22 season with a second-year head coach, uh, with a essentially a second-year quarterback, although it's his third, his second as a full-time starter. And a defense that, that at least looks like it's improved from a personnel uh perspective. So whichever whoever wants to jump in first, just give me your thoughts on kind of where this organization is headed and what the uh optimism optimism level is for 22. How'd you go back?
3: It didn't um it didn't seem to me that they were doing enough. Not until draft day. Draft day turned the entire season around. In fact, I don't think that they would have been that aggressive after the draft if it wasn't for acquiring AJ Brown. Mm. I think he just turned the tables and his acquisition just really um pushed the whole decision making process and 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 amped up mm-hmm. everything as far as you know who they needed to go up there and, and and get in the draft. I mean uh, after the draft as far as making this team able to compete right mm-hmm. now.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: It put things into right now mode as opposed to all right we're, we're just you know getting better learning who we are it, it just really elevated their shot at really being a very competitive team uh, from this point forward you know just him being there that's why they went out and got Bradbury that's why I, I really think that the whole mindset of how they looked at this whole team this year has changed because of that I like how aggressive they are I and mean, they really went out and got guys that could help the defensive coordinator This is his defense and you could tell that they're trying to make sure he has no excuses, not to be successful. They have everything in place that they really need. And I say everything, even at the safety position, I think Epps will be fine at the safety position. So, yeah, I I think they're going to compete. They're going to compete. And uh, you know, for not just the division, but I think it's more so than the division.
6: Um, When it comes to free agency, I'm not surprised how he was aggressive in free agency. That man could be 200 million over the cap and still find a way to move money around to get what he wants or feels that the team needs at that particular time. The real shocker for me was them making a deal for AJ Brown. Um, we, I, I was confident going into the draft that there was no way they were going to keep three first round picks based on what Howie said uh, prior to the draft when he talked about how, if you draft three guys in the first round, how many How many of the three are going to get significant enough playing time to where you can thoroughly evaluate them because all three are going to come up for renewal at some point, you know. And so, you know, you're taking a big risk in that regard, especially if you're drafting three positions that have frontline players in front of them already. Um, but like Barrett said, you know, the trickle-down effect – they go out and get Reddick and Kazir White to shore up the linebacking position in free agency. They get another D tackle. Everybody's talking about please take a linebacker. Don't be surprised if they take a wide receiver. They shored up the D tackle spot. You know, we should have known better because the Eagles historically, under Howie Roseman's regime, have always put the interior lines first before anything else, building the offense and defensive lines before yep. anything else. Okay. Yep. And when you go out and get a Jordan Davis, it tells me that Javon Hargrave or Fletcher Cox or maybe both will not be back in 2023. You know, they're going to get they're going to get cheaper in that regard because they're going to have more money to play with and do some things next offseason. But then they get Jordan Davis. They somehow find a way to get Nicobe Dean as well in this draft. Uh, and then they get Bradbury a lot sooner than I thought they would. You know, I've gone on record saying I thought Howie would wait and look at the waiver wires after the training camp was over and pick off a veteran corner to play opposite Darius Slay. And they felt, obviously making the move to get Bradbury, they felt that they can contend right now. So three entities now have no excuses for not succeeding. Your quarterback, Jalen Hurts, has a proven pass catcher to go along with one of the top tight ends in Dallas Goddard a first-round pick of Devontae Smith, and a plethora of backs, he can throw the ball in the backfield. Your head coach, Nick Sirianni, has no excuses now. He has a lot of toys he can play with and play games with on that offense. And your defensive coordinator no longer has any excuses. You got stronger in the trenches, and not just by drafting Jordan Davis, but also Milton Williams is coming off a pretty good year for a rookie. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be counted on. Uh, you got a stand-up-edge guy in, in Reddick now to go back along with a, a Brandon Graham coming back, Josh Sweat, Derek, Derek Penalty Barnett. You
5: know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I prefer personal Penalty. foul, but but yeah, yeah, okay, I got you.
6: And then you have two front-line cornerbacks now, okay? So you have no excuse for not improving your defense. So on paper, Howie Roseman has given those three entities their, everything they need, and when you couple in the fact, it's a very favorable schedule. He has given those three entities everything they need to succeed. So there should be no excuses for not winning more games than you lose in 2022, and for your defense being at least a top 12 defense in the National Football League, at least top 15 in quarterback sacks this year.
5: Yeah, look, I, I I'm with you. Like I I'm very um, pleasantly surprised they didn't do a full blown wait and see. Right. Based off of Jalen Hurts, they they basically said, you know what, we're going to do everything in our power on both sides of the ball to have the best team you know possible. And I thought there was aggressiveness, smart aggressiveness. They didn't reach for a quarterback in the draft, which I was thrilled about, and they rolled with him. But they tried to give him as many weapons as possible. I think it you can't ask for a better setup for Jalen Hurts. A really good offensive line, a really good running game, two wideouts that are legit, a really good tight end. Like it's all there for him and it's all there mm-hmm. for Jonathan Gannon. As you guys said, I mean, you have a, a really strong now, I think, interior defensive line. You have the, the most uh, proficient pass rusher and guy in terms of getting to the quarterback of anybody the last two years. I mean, Hassan Reddick has 23 and a half sacks. Kazir White's an underrated signing. Bradbury's an underrated move, I think. Uh, you know, certainly rated big in this city, but I, I think the Eagles are in really good shape. They have upgraded talent wise. Mm-hmm massively and they got rookies that i think are going to be able to come in and help them jordan davis Mm -hmm. is going to come in and help them i don't have any doubt about that i think nicobe dean's going to come in and help them i have no doubt about that too this team talent wise is going up big time did you hear what you just said
3: you just said three linebackers (laughs) yeah (laughs) what have we been excited about linebackers being in our locker room
5: i can't remember barrett i'm not (laughs) even kidding you right the trotter yeah right 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 yeah Trotter and uh Carlos Emmons and, and you know yes. that, that crew that's a long long time ago it's it's like mid of mid Andy Reed era ish like well
6: i ago. I think I think they expedited the surrounding Jalen hurts with a better uh, array of talent because they have to find out what Jalen is or is not in a hurry because they're in a good position next year with two first round picks the quarterback class, is supposed to be much better in 2023 coming out, so they need to know what Jalen Hurts is or isn't. They got a, they got a sample of it in 2022. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now he's in the second year of the same system. Now you have a proven thousand yard receiver <clears throat> to go along with your first round draft pick, tight end, so on and so forth. They need to know what Jalen Hurts is
3: right now. Well, you know, I I think we're past that like, knowing what Jalen Hurts is. I think I, that they I know. I do Well, they know that they can win with him. See, they know I, that they can win with them. Okay, and that, that's the biggest thing. You know, you can win with Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts gives you the autonomy to do a lot of good, different things. Do you, you know? Okay,
6: I'll put it. I'll put it like this then. Are you confident that you can win with Jalen Hurts, or are you confident that you can win in spite of Jalen Hurts? They have quarterbacks who have been starting quarterbacks. Teams have won in spite of the quarterback play, not to say the quarterback sucked or anything like that, but the quarterback was just average. He was good at managing a game. I don't consider Jimmy Garoppolo a great quarterback. He's a manager of a game, but the 49ers built that team. The way they constructed that team, that team is successful. I think despite Jimmy Garoppolo, in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't want to put Jalen Hurts in that category yet because this is he's going into his second year of Nick Sirianni's system. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is a bad quarterback. Not by no stretch of the imagination. And Barrett, I'm on board with you. I want to see, I want to see Jalen Hurts succeed just to prove a lot of people wrong. But if, as I sit here right now, I'm not confident that they
5: can win because of Jalen Hurts. You see what I'm saying? Well, I think you want what you need to find out is: does he top out as a Ryan Tannehill, Garoppolo type? Is, is that where the ceiling is? Which is a playoff quarterback, right? Yes. Yes. Or is it next level? He has the ability to look. A lot of things have to go right to win a Super Bowl. It's not yeah. all on the quarterback, and that drives me crazy when everybody just lays it at the feet of the quarterback. There's a lot of others you gotta be able right. to stop the other team, and there's a lot of stuff that has to happen. But you need to figure out whether or not he's that. Or he's the next level because there's the elite tier and then there's the Garoppolo, Tannehill. Uh, you could throw three, four other guys in that next tier. Would you That's say
3: Kirk Cousins Cousin in that?
5: Uh, I would say it? he's in that tier. I would put it yeah.
3: in it also. 100%.
6: But, but, Rob, OK, look at what you just said. I said Garoppolo, you added Tannehill. What are the common denominators there? Look at the way the teams around them were built. Yep. OK, uh, Tennessee had a rugged defense, rugged offensive line one of the most powerful backs ever to play in the history of pro football. They had a great receiving crew. All Tannehill had to do was manage the game. And at a certain point, he got exposed. Look at his playoff record. He got exposed. Look at Jimmy Garoppolo's playoff record. He was 5-2 in the playoffs, but Jimmy Garoppolo has always come up small in big game situations, okay? Mm -hmm. It's always been attributed to something else. The defense making plays. A Debo Samuels and A.J. Brown making the plays for them okay we, we, we can't say that um, and, and I don't want to use Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers because those are exceptions to the rules. Yeah but look you know uh, let's say Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Mahomes. Those dudes are creators that enhance their game, okay They had all these intangibles that enhanced their games and make them what they were great athletes, strong mm-hmm. arms. but look at they had a wild wow factor about them. They did things that we don't see from everyday quarterback play, the way they're able to escape, throw underarm, flipping the ball here. You know what I'm saying? Throw yeah. the ball over their heads, that kind of yeah. stuff. And then more, off actually,
5: schedule stuff. Off there. schedule
6: stuff. Perfect, right. perfect word. Yeah, word right there.
5: Yeah, it's it, it and again, I, I'm very much in the and I know people it drives people crazy because we're in a hot take society, man. You gotta have an answer. I am very much in the let me see what this guy has. There you let go. Me. Just let's see it. Now you've given him the proper weapons. Where well, we're not going to be sitting here next year, uh, you, you the three of us aren't going to be sitting here. Let let's say it's uh, March, okay? It's it's the second week of March. I don't think the three of us are going to be sitting here saying, "I don't know about Jalen Hurts. I don't yeah. know. He didn't have the weapons. Right. I, I don't. You know, Nick Sirianni first year. I, I don't know. I don't. The idle knows are out the window. Like we're going to at least definitively know one way or the other to to either dig in, extend him, or cut bait.
6: And see, that's why I don't disagree with Barrett. You know, um, I'm not saying that he can't take his game to the next level, that he can't win games, that he can't be a clutch quarterback. But as I sit here right now, for me, it's still a wait and see. Yep. It's, a, it's a wait and see issue because he's only had that one year in, in Sirianni's system. How will Sirianni streamline his playbook even more so to cater to Jalen Hurts' strengths? How much of what Jalen has done in this offseason, training with these, these quarterback gurus in California, studying the playbook, doing extra film sessions, how much will that translate to him being on the football field? We I, we don't know yet. I don't know. It. It's it's June right now. We're not going to find out. And the only thing that could really set Jalen Hurts back is if he has a severe injury, which cost him the bulk of the season in 2022. And then we're going to still be sitting in offseason saying, I'm not sure what Jalen is.
5: Okay, that's a key point. because Let me just hop on that because that's also something we need to see him evolve with. As much as we love his legs, and it can be a killer on a yeah, third, and, yeah. third and four and he picks up five, it's a killer. I don't want him running as much as he ran last year. I don't year. either. I don't, I don't want either. those rushing numbers up. I want him down. To me, yeah. it's a good sign if his rushing numbers are down this year.
3: Mr. Brooks? Bear? Um they're going to they're gonna go down just by, you know, process of elimination because you're going to pass the ball more. And, you know, I, I hear both of you guys saying, all right, well, you know, look at Jalen. We don't know Jalen. We 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 know that Jalen is a weapon. I'm, I hear you guys saying he's a weapon. Right. But how are they going to focus this weapon, you know, and in what direction they're going to point this weapon? He is, at this point, a guy that I feel as though he, he – instead of, you know, taking that playbook – and, and, and bringing it down, I think they're going to open it up. They're going to give him the time to open up the offense as far as passing the ball more, giving him the ability to call more plays on his own, more check with me's, get to the line, figure out what the defense is going through, because I think he's going to take that next progression in his game in which he can do stuff like that. I haven't seen a lot of quarterbacks um, that run the ball as good as he does. He does them give him an open playbook. Like they're Mm going to give him, I I can almost guarantee you. He's going to throw the ball. And, and you know, like a healthy run to pass ratio in the NFL and this day's NFL is probably 70, 30, 70 being passed and 30 being running. I think they're going to be right around 60, 40, which is still a lot of running the rock, but his ability to open the ball, open up and, and throw to targets that will catch the ball. We wouldn't be talking about a lot of this if guys just caught the ball in certain situations or, you know, not ran out of bounds on pass plays, right? right. you know, going down the field, not, you know, going down the field blocking guys. You know, it, there were so many circumstances. You know, I understand, you know, just like in the, in the last game, they played in the playoff game. There were a lot of guys open running around. But, hey, it was everybody's first playoff game that, you know, his first playoff game, uh, Smith's first playoff game that, they you know, they were taking part in. So a lot of those guys were young and just getting into it. Plus, we're playing against pretty good defense. But look how many plays in which Jalen Rager dropped. There were touchdowns that, that they could have won the game. Yeah, look I at agree. the Giants game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Even the 49ers game, there was two touchdowns called back in the 49ers game mm-hmm. because illegal blocking downfield or running out of bounds, illegal touching, coming back in and touching the ball. There were opportunities that this team could have scored and took advantage of, but they just didn't take advantage of because stupid young mistakes by young players, and that's all it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, I'm 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 on the I'm on the bandwagon of, of Jalen Hurts because I have a lot of confidence in Shane Steichen. I have a lot of confidence in Sirianni. And I have a lot of confidence in an offensive line, basically making him. Um, a better player than what he is. I,
6: I I agree with everything you're saying. My concern is him. Will he stay in the pocket a little bit longer and not be like that rabbit being flushed out of the bush? Yes. I look at a Lamar Jackson. Okay, Lamar Jackson in his four games last year due to injuries. Mm-hmm. Okay, running the ball too much. Running the ball too much costs RG3 a career, basically. He was this electric quarterback his first year. He could do no wrong. I believe he was rookie of the year offensively. Okay, all of a sudden he took a devastating shot, never the same quarterback. Now your question is, hey, what team is uh, RG3 with this year? He was backing up for the Ravens for a while. Where is he now? You know, my that's my concern. Jalen Hurts is a smaller quarterback. He's not one of these big body quarterbacks. And I guarantee you, all these defensive coordinators, all these defensive players who hate the fact that the game has been changed to protect the quarterback, anytime that quarterback crosses the line of scrimmage, they're salivating. And getting a good shot on a quarterback. Okay. And I don't want to see Jalen Hurts take an unnecessary shot because he's a little little skittish He's still a little skittish.
5: Gotcha. You know what I'm saying?
6: Yeah. No, look, that's, that's fair. That's why I'm hoping his running numbers go down significantly, because as we just talked about, he's got better weapons around him. He sees the field better. He reads his progressions better. The timing is more rhythmic, you know, rhythm, rhythmic. Uh, in terms of one, two, three, deliver. One, two, three, deliver. He's not holding the ball back
3: there too long, taking unnecessary shots. All
5: right, well, so yeah. let, let go back, get, get it in there. We got to get to uh, Dave on the other side, but God,
3: not 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 mean. I'm not. I don't want him significantly down. I still want him to be that threat. You know, no, same. So same.
5: I'm not saying I don't want him to be a statue, man. Don't, don't get yeah. me wrong. I just don't. I don't I want don't him, him putting it. himself in harm's way as much as he as he has. And, and look, I give him credit. He's pretty good with avoiding a nasty hit. I will give he him is. that. He's yeah. got that ability, but it's going to catch up to anybody, even the best ones. These guys Tomorrow, are hunters. Out RG there, three, that's right, man. Yep. It catches are, up to you eventually. They are straight up hunters. All right. That was good. So listen, we, we only got to the Eagles, but we'll, we'll ride that mojo right into Dave a little bit later. We'll we'll dig into the Sixers, Phillies, and Flyers in terms of state of Philadelphia sports. We'll do that a little bit later. Don't go anywhere. All right. Uh, we'll come back. Dave Zingaro is going to join us from Novocare Complex. Eagles OTAs continue. We'll talk to Dave. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks i am rob ellis we are sports take jacob sports youtube network on this tuesday all right first off uh i tell you a lot of every single day about jim murray and what an unbelievable job he does with my finances and what a great job he could do with yours but first i give you a little shout out to jim jim became a grandfather today yes congratulations to jim his daughter erin and of course uh little baby jared jj jj came into the world uh this morning so congratulations to the Murrays. But Back to my point. You don't really know, at least if you're like me, you're not sure exactly, if you're not a financial expert, what to do with your finances and what direction to go and how to save and how to invest. I can tell you from personal experience, the the guy that I trust is the person I just mentioned, Jim Murray, with Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You got a small business and you're looking to help uh, set up your employee benefits. It's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've entrusted my IRA. Uh, my 401k rollover with Jim and I couldn't be any happier and you will be too, trust me. And if you have any consultation questions that you have, he will help you with that as well and he'll set you up the best way possible for you and your family. Give him a call 610-996- 4751 610-996-4751 and you can also reach out to him via email at Jim at principal.com
8: Field of Life, First Trust Bank is there for you.
9: Seven, four, three. One, two, three. Because
8: Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
9: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass,
8: free.
10: You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
9: You could say that.
2: News. We cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right, did you know
4: it was the Mommy Slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here
0: we go. Let's hear the crowd. Go <sighs> so the go to, writer, go to thank you, Mama. Mama, go oh, up, <laughs> She did it. Again.
1: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
8: Uh-huh.
4: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
5: What's up, everybody? Welcome back in hour number two, Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Talking a lot of birds. We're kind of looking at the uh, sort of the state of the Eagles in the last segment, and we'll continue the Bird's momentum. We're joined now from NBC Sports Philadelphia, NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com. The man himself, Dave Zingaro. What's happening, Dave? How we doing, man?
11: I'm good, guys. How are you? Dave, what's the deal, bro? Yo, man. Good to hear you, man.
5: Dave, just knowing you have to put up with Barrett <laughs> every single day, uh, I see <laughs> so the halo sad. over sad. the head automatically, you know, straight <laughs> to heaven for you. It's not easy. Well, got- I see
11: you guys, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I get to hang out with with uh with gunner and, and rob oh, oh, and yeah, the other guy can <laughs> barrett again yeah as if
5: i don't have to see him soon enough yes we know <laughs> we know we know what you're dealing with man it's not easy um dave i i loved your piece today on on jordan davis and and, yeah. and kind of what a fun guy he he seems to be and everybody's just sort of getting i know brandon graham's getting a real kick out of the guy and all that uh a let's talk about that a little bit what i also thought was cool was he seems to be really aware like Look, me being in shape is pretty critical here. I know that seems pretty basic, but we've seen a lot of draft picks fail that way before where guys didn't take that seriously enough.
11: Yeah, I mean, first off with his personality, it, it is fun, and it's it's one of the unique things about this locker room is that they really do encourage everyone to be themselves. And look, there are plenty of good organizations that you know, I mean, New England is kind of the poster child for Organizations that have a lot of success by not, you know, allowing people to show their personalities, and that's one way to do it. But here it's very different, and it's kind of funny because last year you had Devontae Smith, who was this, you know, really shy kind of quiet kid, Um, and it it took a little coaxing to get his personality to show. Whereas Jordan Davis is like the opposite. It's it's like his teammates like, all right, buddy, like calm down a little bit. You're still (laughs) a rookie here. Um, The second part of that. He knows it. I mean, his weight is going to be really important because he can't play at 345. I, I just – I don't think he can play in this league at 345 and play the type of snaps and, and the role they need him to be here at 345. So um, he has to get into the 330s. I don't know what the exact number is going to be for him, but uh, the idea here is you want to keep his his obvious size, which is a huge advantage – but you also want him to kind of be able to hit peak performance, not just uh, athletically, but from a conditioning standpoint, because he has to be able to last deep into games. Uh, You know, 25 plays a game in college was fine, and there's a good chance he's going to play something similar to that, at least in his rookie year. But long-term, like, you need this guy to be a three-down player. You need him to to last in games throughout a whole season. And a lot of that comes down to nutrition, and it comes down – to making sure he's doing the right things to take care of his body. So I, I agree with you, Rob. I thought it was very encouraging that he understands that because there are a lot of guys who don't really get it. And uh, he talked about it being a job now, and that's important. No question. You know, he's not going to college every day now, you know, like he was when he was in co- um, when college.
3: You know, you had to go to class. He didn't have to go to class. So now it's just focusing on the, focusing on the NFL. And that was a huge transition for guys, you know, not having to go to class, your full-time job, you're going to eat, sleep, and breathe football come training camp. And it's a lot different than what guys are accustomed to being in college because you got pulled in so many separate and different directions. Now it's just, all right, you're a football player, playing football on a football field 24-7. You have to work like that in order to be successful because if you're not, somebody else is.
11: Yeah, I think people don't realize, like, how much work goes into maintaining the right body yep. composition in the NFL. And you have guys working both ways, you know. You have guys like uh, like Lane Johnson, who naturally is not as big as he plays in the NFL. He puts a lot of work into being as big as he is. And he's going to be one of those guys when his playing career is over, you're going to see him in a couple of years and go, where's the rest of them? You know, mm-hmm. he's going to slim down quite a bit. And there are other guys like Jordan Davis who are just naturally bigger, and the, the struggle is keeping that weight off. So it's it 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 is welcome his to my world. it's a it's a real big part of his job though. And and Baron, I'm sure you play with guys who are like you look at now and like, man, they're real skinny because they it yep. was struggle for them, and people struggle with it both ways. Jordan Davis's struggle is gonna be maintaining his weight at a certain level, and it's not just the weight, mm. it's the composition of that weight. I mean, you can be – I mean, there are, there are a lot of different versions of 335, you know what I mean? Yes. It, yes, it's yes. Uh, yeah. So – and and the Eagles have a pretty good uh, training staff, and, and it seems like they've put together a decent plan for him that he's buying into, which is a big part of that too. Yeah, he just hey, got Dave, the way off the cannoli. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> In moderation, right? A little cannoli right, yeah. here or there. Never <laughs> had anyone.
6: Hey, Dave, from a journalistic standpoint, how frustrating is it to have such a limited access to players to fully critique – what you're looking at in the practice field, the way they've shortened things up so much.
11: Yeah, it's frustrating. I I really like OTAs. And I -hmm. think, look, at times they can get overblown because it's like the only thing in front of us. And now you're putting a lot of stock into these practices in shorts. They're not even touching each other. You know what I mean? Like, it's not football. But there are certain things to gain from it that we're missing. Honestly, the the part of OTAs I miss the most are just – being around the new players and like getting to know them Mm -hmm. on a personal level you know it's one thing to because i I think you know the ota practices themselves while they have value when they're the only thing going on it gets overblown i mean like how many you're not going to win the super bowl in may it's just that's not the way it works so uh, i think sometimes that stuff gets a little taken out of context and i'm guilty of it too because we get excited it's it's mm-hmm. our first glimpse at football, and we're like, oh, Jalen Hurts hit a, a seam route today, and you get a little carried away. But um, I miss it. You know, the, the Eagles are going really light here. And, like, overall, I get I get what they're doing. And they probably feel pretty vindicated <clears throat> after last year because they had a lot of success, and they, they didn't have a mandatory minicamp. They really lightened OTAs. They had pretty short practices in training camp. And then they went out and had a really good season they were able to stay healthy, which was a big key, especially for this team that the last few years has really been decimated by injuries before Sirianni got here. So you look at all that and you think, all right, yeah, whatever you want to do, man. Like you figured out how to do this. And then you look at this and you go, man, they're not, I mean, they're not having the mandatory minicamp. They're one of two teams in the league that's not having the mandatory minicamp. The other one went to the Super Bowl, Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're allowed ten OTA practices. They're only having six, so it's really light. It's really, really light. Uh, I guess they've earned the benefit of the doubt after last year. But me personally, I I think they could. Like, what's four more OTA practices? Is that mm-hmm. going to hurt anything? What
3: day? but they? Well, they yeah. But you talk about how you went out there the first time they let you into uh, practice <clears throat> and camp, and you got out there and you you were pulling. You were about to pull out your 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 you know your your uh, uh, pad and paper to write something down, and oh, the vroom, practice is over with. A fifty-minute
11: practice? It was short. I barely finished taking attendance. <laughs> and I mustn't have enough time to take attendance. Who's missing today? Hold on. Yeah. Um. But hey, I, I, you know, it's it's one of those things where I guess you just give them the benefit of the doubt. And is it like in the in the grand scheme of things, <clears throat> is it going to matter? Probably not. But I also don't necessarily see what harm it would have to to have four more glorified walkthroughs. You know, yeah. that's what these are. They're yeah. not allowed yeah. to even, you know, there's clearly no contact. And the, and the Eagles are, are not even going 11 on 11. So it's all just seven on seven drills. This is, mm. you know, it's it's fun to watch, but it's not football. Dave, how about
5: last week? I I, I felt like he sort of did it casually or maybe, who knows, it was calculated. But Shane Steichen drops the, hey, I'm going to continue to call plays here, just like I did midway through last season. And we were all kind of like, you know, everybody's ears kind of perked up, you know, when he said it. Um, a, were you surprised? I I just feel like we didn't – did we know this last year? Did we just not make a big deal out of it? Like, wh- ha- where do you fall on this? Because I thought it was interesting at least because I assumed it was going to be Sirianni.
11: Yeah, well, th- the way this kind of evolved was curious because early in – Last season, uh, Sirianni was calling the plays. He was the guy picking the play, but then uh, it was kind of a convoluted process because Shane Steichen was the guy calling it in to uh, to Jalen Hurts. And the reason for that was because they wanted Sirianni to have uh, communication with upstairs. So that you're limited in the amount of channels you can have on, on those headsets. So that was their idea, and that's the way it worked for around the first half of the season. We don't know exactly when the handoff took place, but. And that's what made it tough to tell was because Steichen was always the guy calling in the plays. Mm-hmm. What changed was he became the person who was picking them. And you understand why they downplayed it because here's this first year head coach supposed to be calling the plays. And now halfway through the, the first season at the helm, he's no longer calling the plays and it goes to change Steichen. So you understand why they kind of guarded that and why they were saying last year that they were really pushing the idea that it's a collaboration and, it is, but you can't have two guys calling the plays. That's not that's not how any of this works, right? You can have a guy call a half and then the other guy call a half, but they can't in conjunction call the plays. That doesn't make any sense. So what was happening was they were saying it was collaboration because they went through the process during the week like you would game planning for anything. They have plays on you know, in the red zone. They have plays on third down, they have plays when they're backed up, they have plays in this formation, that formation. So what it came down to was they basically had a general understanding of these are the plays we're calling in these situations, and that's where Sirianni played heavily. But when it came time to actually – this is the play, tell it to jail, and it was Shane Steichen. Now, um, there was collaboration on the sideline too. It's like it's still Nick Sirianni's offense, so if there was something he wanted called, it got called. But I think it is telling that the first chance we get to talk to Shane Steichen – he says, hey, I'm the one calling these plays. And I get it. He had a lot of success last year. Yeah, it coincide out... with with them doing much better as an offense. Exactly. I'd want people to know I was calling yeah. those plays. Bah, too, bah, bah. Yep. Yeah, bah, <laughs> Yeah, they, they were doing really well. And because of that success, it, it makes it pretty obvious that they're going to continue it. Now, the flip side of that is what does that mean for Nick Sirianni? Because now he's an offensive head coach who doesn't call the plays, which – isn't entirely rare, but it's a little rare. You know, it's – they hired him with the understanding that he'd be calling the plays. I I think uh, something that gets overlooked in the league is how many responsibilities the head coach has throughout the course of a game. Mm -hmm. And now he's kind of this game management CEO type of head coach where, you know, there are other responsibilities. Mm -hmm. He'll spend some time with the quarterbacks. He'll spend some time with the receivers. He'll spend some time with the defense. It's his job – to converse with the guys upstairs. It's his job to have the challenge flag and be ready to throw it. Uh, so I, I think there's this narrative where if the head coach isn't calling plays, offensive or defensive, he's become a cheerleader. And that's not really the case. Um, he still has other responsibilities, <laughs> but it's notable. And when we took note of it, that Change that Sykin's calling the plays.
3: I don't see it, man. I, I, I can't see at this point um... – I can't see at this point, you know, Nick Sirianni just being like, you know, all right, you know, I'm not going. to, I mean, it, it's going to eventually get back to him doing that. You know, that's just how head coaches are. You know, they're kind of e- egotistical about well, how a, slu- they do a that.
5: slump will bring that on real quick. Like, right, 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 right. Doing much.
3: right, right, right. So, yeah. you know, I mean, for just like you read, just like you said, all the success rang out when they, you know, Shane started calling the run plays. We know that that um, Nick wants to pass the ball which is why it wasn't working as much as it was working uh, in the second half of the season. How much more do you think Shane is going to get into passing the ball knowing that he had so much success running the ball
11: uh, late in the season? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I I think the entire staff realizes they can't be as run heavy this year as they were last year. It's just not tenable. Um, it Look, you can have success in the NFL being a run first team, but it's a harder path it's a much harder path. It, really the only two teams last year that had the level of success the Eagles had, it was the Eagles and it was the Tennessee Titans. And it's really hard to duplicate what Tennessee does because they have the best running back in the league. So
3: yeah, you got that monster back there. You can do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
11: and, and we'll see what happens there. If, if <clears throat> if that guy isn't the same, you know, we'll, we'll yeah, see. He, how got hurt.
5: he had a pretty serious
11: injury. I know he came we'll back. How, yeah. 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 I mean, we'll see how quickly that changes when it needs to. So, uh, I think they realized that. And you're right, Barrett. I mean, if there's a slump and it's not working, Sirianni would probably take it back. But that's exactly what happened in the opposite. You know, they were in a slump and he handed it off, which I give him credit for. Um, you're right. The coaches have egos. And I think you need that. Honestly, I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, it can get in the way at times. It but definitely will, yeah. I, yeah. I give Sirianni credit last year because not only did they completely change the complexion of their offense going against what he wanted to do, but he gave up the play call. I mean, those are two really big admissions. If you're the head coach saying, yes. all right, well, I'm not a guy calling the plays anymore. And that whole plan we had is out the window to be frank. I didn't like the plan they had going into last season. It felt like they had the Colts offense with some RPOs and it, it didn't feel like they really did enough to build it around the quarterback. Um, we'll see what the offense looks like this year. I, I don't think it can be the heavy run attack we saw last year. And certainly can't be the offense they opened last season with. It has to be somewhere in between. And and that's really where it comes down to, to Steichen and Sirianni kind of be on that same page.
6: Dave, give us your take on where you stand with Jalen Hurts right now. We have had such great debates over the past couple of weeks in our views on what we think Jalen Hurts is or is not, where we expect his game to go in year two under Sirianni. I want to hear your perspective on what you think Jalen Hurts is or is not and what do you think he can or
11: cannot do in this offense. Okay. Based on what we saw last year, he is not good enough yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing. Everyone you talk to around Jalen Hurts believes that he's going to get better. And based on his past, I think that's pretty astute, right? Mm-hmm. He's gotten better every single year. Now, the question is, where's the ceiling? Because there has to be a ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very fair to assume that he's going to get better in his third year in the NFL, his second year under Sirianni. It just really comes down to how much better, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know the answer to that. They don't know the answer to that. hmm I think they would probably admit that to you, that they don't know how good he can be. What they know is that he's going to maximize his potential. The problem is you're trying to figure out, all right, well, what is that potential? Because Mm -hmm. the version of Jalen Hurts in 2021 was better than the version in 2020, but it still wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't. I mean, I, I don't think you can look at what he did last year and think, yeah, of course he's the franchise quarterback. You know, and that was a weird thing last year. There was this feeling that we would definitely know at the end of a a full season as a starter, whether or not he was the guy. Mm. We have no idea after Mm. that first full year. And I mean, there's no guarantee we're going to know after this year either, because if he because I I think it's very possible and very likely that he gets better this year. But I don't know what that looks like. You know, I, I think. You know, I don't want to discount what he did running the football because that matters. You know, he had over 800 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns. He's got to get better as a passer. And mm-hmm. it's not just – I think a lot of people point it like, the physical side of it. And and that's not all it is. is. I think the biggest thing he lacked last year was the ability to throw with anticipation. You know what I mean? So his mm-hmm. his accuracy numbers improved, and that was good. But it's I, – I, in a weird way, completion percentage doesn't tell the full scope of accuracy to me because mm-hmm. there's a big difference completing a pass where a guy has to stop his momentum and catch it, and then, you know, that that's a, an eight-yard gain, and that's okay, as opposed to hitting him in stride and he goes off for a 20-yard gain. You know, there's a big difference in there, and I think that's really, to me, the, the most important next step for Jalen Hurts is – throwing with anticipation, hitting guys in stride, and and throwing them open. It's not enough in this league to throw <clears> to <throat> an open receiver. Sometimes you gotta throw a guy open. And a, a lot of the, you know, people say, does he have the deep ball strength to be a franchise quarterback? I think he has the arm. I don't think his arm is elite. I think he has an adequate arm. I think he has a good enough arm to throw the deep ball. The difference on a lot of these was if the ball's out a half second earlier, he probably completes some of those passes in strides and they go for big touchdowns. So, um, that's where he needs. To improve, and we'll see if he can.
5: Dave of all the off season you can throw draft picks in here as well, whether it's AJ Brown, whether it's, uh, Hassan Reddick, uh, Kazir white again, draft picks, whoever you want. Who do you think has the biggest
11: impact in the 2022 season? It comes down to the two of the guys you just mentioned. It's either Hassan Reddick or it's A.J. Brown. Um, you can make a case either way. I'd lean very, very marginally to Hassan Reddick um, just because I, I think he really is going to be a key cog in getting some pass rush. They really lacked that last year at I know that, that sacks aren't the end-all, be-all, but they had 29 sacks. I mean, that's pathetic.
5: Second second fewest. Yeah, and they yeah. also the, – their disruption numbers are terrible
11: too in terms of like hits and making exactly. a guy older what he's doing yeah. uh, So, I mean, having him and, – and having him really change the complexion of the defense – and you can say the same thing about A.J. Brown on the other side. He's going to change <clears throat> the complexion of the offense, which is why, to me, it's a little bit of a toss-up. You know, if I'm making the case for A.J. Brown, it would be – well, he can try to unlock some of the potential in your quarterback to figure yes. out what yeah. he really is, and to figure out what the the head coach and what the play caller really is too. Uh, I, I I lean Reddick, but I, I think one of those two is the right answer. Mm.
3: I, I like um I like what you said. You know, as far as unlocking the 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 quarterback's potential, because there were so many times where uh, plays were there to be made, the ball got there, whether you know it was a you know thrown late or whatever you know if, if the ball gets in your hands is and you drop it you know it's, it's still a drop there were times we could have won like we, we could actually have had three more victories if it wasn't for drop balls yeah. so you know that's one from from being just in the playoffs to maybe even being some having some home field advantage uh just for three more wins and i think mm-hmm. that A.J. Brown is that tool to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it opens up the catch radius and is more forgiving for a quarterback to get the ball to your targets. The respect factor he's going to have with defenses um, playing off of him is going to open up his ability to go out there and throw plays, throw to, um, to A.J. Brown. How he's going to, you know, have the coverage shaded to him, which is going to make other guys on the team better as pass catchers mm-hmm. like Dallas Goddard and, and Smitty. So, he, just him being there and his presence alone is going to up the numbers. And, and that's why I think that's why they're going to go out and pass a little more simply because how the defense respects uh, the guy wearing the number 11 of jersey.
11: Yeah, they should. And you look at the <clears> receivers <throat> going into last season, their number one, and, and Dallas Goddard, you can almost include him in this because he, he was a major target. But if you're just looking at the receivers that went into last year with Devontae Smith as the clear cut number one as a rookie who had never seen the field in the NFL. Their number two was Jalen Rager. Their number three was Quez Watkins, who eventually overtook him for the number two spot. Their number four receiver was Greg Ward. Mm. I mean, now (laughs) you go to – Forgive me, He was like a forgotten guy. And and look, he's he's a solid player, but like, Mm. you know, I – He's There's no there. playmakers
5: that you need playmakers yeah, in that league. I know you go to this. Look what you year, just said. That,
11: yeah, that's ridiculous. You, the difference, though, you go to this year. Okay, now AJ Brown's your number one. Devontae Smith with a year under his belt and a pretty good rookie season is your number two. Your number <laughs> three is Quez Watkins, who was your number two last year. So he bumped him down a spot and he showed that he can be a player in this league. Your number four is Zach Pascal, who's had you know some decent success in this league. So overall it they're much deeper in that spot and then you include Dallas Goddard and you include Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell and all of a sudden you look around and say okay now let's see what the quarterbacks made of.
3: you can't say that enough man you can't say that enough when you're looking at Jalen Rager as your 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 number two wide receiver and
11: look I I feel like we like it's gotten to the point almost with Rager where I I feel like we're like piling on Mm. at this point like he knows he's not very good. We know he's not very good. We do, right? Like, and it's, it's like, real. it's true. It's just the situation it is. Yeah. What Until right. he does something, what else is there to say? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we know what the situation is. And I, I don't know if he'll ever be able to, to be a player in this league. We haven't seen evidence that he can. Um, but he doesn't have to be right now on it's this. It's not team. piling
3: on when you're just telling the truth, man. That's all. Yeah. yeah.
11: Well, it's like it, it, I feel like we spent so much time on him, and I, I think the only reason we need to right now is to prove how much better they are, how much better of a spot they're in. Right. You he's don't now, need him. Yeah. He's he went from being the number two to start the season last year. He's number five right now. Yep. Number five, who who's not going to see the field unless someone gets hurt, and that. That's not great for him. I get that, but it's very good for the team. And, right, right. Um, it, it just shows you how far they've come with that position. Hey, Dave, who's your starting right guard as we see it now? Isaac. Isaac think Samalo. So? It's a really weird case because um, you can you can argue that Isaac Samalo should be the starting right guard. You can argue Isaac Samalo should be cut, and you should save that cap space and, and put it elsewhere. Uh, I like Isaac more than I think uh, most fans do, and I know Jeff Stoutland <clears throat> really likes Isaac Samalu. Um, now he he hasn't played right guard; he's been a, a left guard his entire career. Well, he's he's shown the ability to play other spots, uh, but I think with a full training camp, he's your best bet at the right guard spot. And I know people will say, "Well, what about Jack Driscoll?" And they like Jack Driscoll too. But if you're going to talk about Isaac Samalu getting hurt. Jack Driscoll has been in the league two years. He's been hurt quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more times he's been healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so, like, there's some validity to the argument that, well, you just go younger. You cut an aging player who has a high salary, and you go with this young kid who you think has some potential. But they're a better team if Isaac Samal is the right guard, and you have Jack Driscoll as a backup everything, pretty much, uh, aside from center. Uh, so if I had to guess right now, I think it's Isaac's job and I, I think it's gonna be his job to lose. I think they're gonna put him out there right guard and and see how he does. Now, if, if they feel like the gap between him and Driscoll or Suopeda or whoever else is very minimal, then maybe they change course. But that'd be my guess right now. Dave, mm. last one from me. Will Nicobe Dean be a starter? Week one. Uh it's it's funny because I if he's not a starter, he's going to be a starter. You I'll know get what the I mean? I think he this kid's gonna play a ton. Um he's just an impressive guy. I, I think the way I look at it with Nakoby Dean is he's a natural Mike, right? He's just this mm-hmm. natural field general. I think he has the ability to get that green dot as a rookie and, and be the signal caller for that defense. And I think that could take a few different forms. I think he can play the mic and he's also learning the, the, will the weak side linebacker position. So I think you're looking at a situation where you can kind of mix and match the linebackers. So on, on, you know, if you're in a, a, a rundown situation, all right, well, now Nikobe deems your weak side linebacker TJ Edwards is the mic when you want to be stout against the run. Okay. Now they're in a passing situation. Nikobe, You're the Mike Kaiser or Davion Taylor, you're now the will. And it kind of gives them that flexibility to go big or go small. In any case, I don't think those guys are good enough to keep Nicobe Dean off the field. And I'm a big fan of TJ Edwards. I really am. What he did for that defense last year. I mean he changed you talk about changing the complexion of a unit. I mean TJ Edwards did that last year. Absolutely. And I I Barrett chiming in with that linebacker talk, both it (laughs) up. So I still think he's gonna play. Uh but I wouldn't take Nicobe Dean off the field if he's healthy. He's an impressive kid. And I'll plug a, I have a Nicobe Dean feature coming later this week. There you so. go. Oh, all right, yeah. And yeah. this hey. is
5: sportsphiladelphia.com. He's very it out.
11: opportunistic there for myself. I'm just here to tee you up, Dave. That's all I'm trying I like to it, do. Yeah. Uh
5: Dave, listen, man, we appreciate it. always enjoy your uh your eagle eye podcast with uh with our guy Rube is well. Rube! Rube getting getting it done. But uh always great hearing from you, man. And we're looking forward to talking you down the line. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate I'll, it. Man. I'll see Dave. you in a little while. Oh, yeah, right? sorry about that. You got <laughs> Yeah, a little yeah my later,
6: condolences, man. Dave. <laughs> just,
5: you, can't, you can't escape them. It's
11: unbelievable. All right, All you right
6: man. Be good.
5: I, you know, what are y'all trying to
3: say?
6: That I'm not the only one that knows that you can be a pain in the butt. That's what I'm saying. I'm just not appreciated, guys. That's what I agree is. with you, man. Not- <laughs> especially especially by Derek. Yes. I, know, right. I
5: I appreciate you from afar. I do. <laughs> as long as you're not anywhere near his house. He's he's a big fan of yours, yes. Uh, he, he just uses you to fish, Barry. Right, I mean, right, really right, 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 right,
7: right, 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 right. No is. doubt.
5: All right, so we'll come back. Uh, it was good, good Eagle stuff there for, for the last uh, hour or so. But we'll, uh, we'll keep it rolling with the state of sports in Philadelphia because the Phillies are back in action tonight. We'll dive into the Phillies, the Sixers, and the Flyers when we get back. Two o'clock. Two o'clock. And I and I want to I want to hear from the comment section on this. And you want to you want to chime in as well here. Um Prince would have been 64 today. We lost him six years ago. Six wow. years ago. Crazy, I know. Uh greatest prince song. Okay.
7: Ooh.
5: And most underrated Prince song. I have I have a greatest and a most underrated. Prince Most song. Underrated. Okay, I have an underrated as well. So we'll do that. We'll dive into a little AI. Also celebrating a birthday. We got a lot more to do for sure the rest of the way. And then uh, as, as usual at two o'clock or two thirty, we do a little little open talk where we're going to be jumping around somewhat. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. All right, Pro Action Restoration. This is key, guys. You get some rain damage. You get some water damage this time of year. We get some crazy storms, all those kind of things. You know that. You know the feeling. It is scary sometimes. You wonder, man, what's going on? Or you maybe get some water in your basement or a leak, leaky roof, whatever the case may be. If you've had that issue and you're not really sure who to turn to or you just want to avoid that issue going forward, take down this information. Pro Action Restoration is on call, 24 hours, seven days a week. I've gone through it. I experienced water damage at my parents' house. And they were there. They cleaned it up. They were professional. And most important, the price was reasonable They're very fair. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured, serving the tri-state area. For more than two decades, ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Whether it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, trust me, they can handle it. I've seen it up close and personal. Give them a call, 610 623 60 or you can email them at proactionrestoration.com
8: Field of Life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
9: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free.
10: You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
9: You could say
10: that.
2: Action News. We cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right. Did you
4: know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes. Really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right.
0: Here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to letter, Go to the left. out. Mama, go. Oh, mama. <laughs> He did it. Again?
1: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
8: Uh huh.
4: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
5: Welcome back, everybody! Ooh, woo-hoo. Yes.
6: Well, I was having a panic moment for, for almost for a minute there. What happened? We'll see during the break. Here, yeah, I ran downstairs. Well, my stomach's rumbling. So you guys, it's amazing you couldn't hear my stomach was talking in a foreign language like <laughs> So I said, I gotta get a quick snack, right? Yeah. So I run downstairs to the pantry in the kitchen. And I forgotten that my daughter Tina last night cleaned, rearranged the entire pantry. See, my wife's my wife's uh, visiting family on the left coast, and she can't just leave us alone. She gotta send us chores to do. So mm-hmm. she told me, she said, you need to clean out the freezer. In the kitchen and the garage. Okay, so, uh, you know, over the last couple days, I got that done. And she told Tina, Tina, because you buy all these different specialty foods and stuff, you need to rearrange my pantry. Because my wife has, like, baskets for different things, like the tomato sauces and stuff. And she has these nice little labels that she made for them. So, Tina spent all last night, you know, rearranging the pantry, you know. So, I go downstairs. I'm like, I'm looking for these cookies that I get. Yeah,
5: you have no idea where they are. Open
6: the pantry door. I'm like, Oh heck no! You know I'm scrambling, brother. I'm like, oh man, I got a minute, twenty. Yeah, and so I just grabbed some pretzel rods real quick and ran back upstairs. I thought I was late for a minute. Uh huh. I
5: I, I but, ran outside on the deck and closed the uh, the umbrellas because we're supposed to get some rain and some wind. I'm like, let me get these. Oh things. wow! I didn't even think of it. I noticed them. Uh, yeah, because uh, I buy the we buy the um, somewhat cheap ones. Let me yeah, just say, yeah, yeah. And, and and a little wind gust will take those bad boys, and they'll be they'll be gone. If you know what I'm saying, so you got You got to take care of that. So you got to batten down the hatches a little bit. Yeah. fellas. well,
6: see today is today is D Day in my house because she's coming back home tonight. Right. So we got to get the house back in order so there's no evidence that you know stuff. So dishes got to be washed, the carpet's <laughs> got to be vacuumed. I I'm hear like, you, man. Wait a
5: minute. I know, man. We're it's,
6: scrambling it's around fun. doing this mess, you know. So yeah. You oh, know, if you don't, first thing she walks in. Why is this not done? Uh huh. Why is that not? Done? You better be
5: ready. Right. It's, it's like you're like a kid when the parents are coming home. I'm after telling you, bro. Cleaning up yeah, for the party,
6: man. man. You better get you know? clean.
3: Yep. you muted, Barrett. you muted. I did absolutely nothing. I just sat right here and waited for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're lying. You got a snack somewhere. You got to have snack. I don't somewhere. think
5: I didn't see it. Is he snacking? I didn't know. I didn't even. Uh, by the way, let me see your shirt, Barrett. That looks like a cool shirt. This, I this like the uh, Grateful Dead? It?
3: Grateful Dead, yeah. yeah.
5: I like what? that. That's a cool shirt. I like man. that. I don't know any. I don't know.
3: I don't know any songs from Grateful Dead, but I like the way the T-shirt looked
5: I like a shirt. That's a strong shirt. What do you got, Gunner? Let me see yours. People are always asking. got Sorry, sorry, I missed your call. Yeah. of course. There you go. I was on my other line. I like it. I like it. I like it, man. I'm giving the uh Navy lacrosse a little love. Looking at too. There you okay, go. Okay. Yeah. My daughter played up in a tournament. Uh geez, it was like the fall. It was back in like November or whatever. Um, and I had to work, but my wife sent me these pictures. They played right where uh, right on Navy's campus in Annapolis, wow. right on the right on the water. Unbelievable, man. Just unreal. beautiful, Real Be- yeah, beautiful, you do games there. I know. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh... Incredible the, the the sights there. Hey, we're getting some great uh so far from in the comment section you know marina and chris and and everybody else randall everybody getting involved with some prince stuff here we're going to hit the prince stuff at two o'clock but good choices so far and we will uh we'll debate those and best song these are fun because because everybody's got their no way man that's the best i I love the passion that people have for for guys like prince and, and other you know great artists or whatever so we'll get into that um but as far as the just continue and pick up on this from the uh the state of the teams we did we covered the Eagles I thought pretty good there um Phillys playing tonight three games set against Milwaukee so they go in guys right now 25 and 29 on the season after they they've won four straight to get to that point <laughs> still 11 and a half back of the Mets um the schedule coming up is Milwaukee three you got Ranger Suarez tonight and he's got to pick his game up pitching for the Phillies that uh, at Milwaukee for three, why you want him fired too? I want him fired too. He I put him on, add him to the list. <laughs> um, Ari, you're home for Arizona for three, home for Miami for three, at Washington for five. Now, that appears to be what 14 games that you should come out of with a winning record. Okay, you should, I say, should come out with a winning record. We know Miami's been a house of horrors for them, whether it's home or away for whatever reason. Uh, you know, Milwaukee catching them at a pretty decent time. And Washington's not good. They, you know, as much as no, the Phillies no. have struggled, Washington's bad. And you get them for five. So, they're, it's set up – how many times have you heard me say this? It's set up for them to get on a bit of a run here, I think. In the, there in the you go. Year. Pump I the know. brakes. Pump the I, brakes, Rob. There I go, getting sucked back in. You can yes. hear the vacuum. You pump can hear the, the Hoover brakes. right now you know, sucking pump, me pump, in. Pump the brakes, Rob. because I you like – I, I like one of uh, Barrett's uh, nominations that he's put on the uh, on the comment section for. The, it would fall into my underrated. uh What's category? That? I'm just saying, Barrett, put your mic on. There, there we go. I, I, I promise. You, I just
3: put that in there. I agree. As with I was you. putting it in there, John Dickerson put. That.
5: <laughs> I uh, I concur. We'll get into it. I concur, but we'll get into it. Um. So yeah. So we look. We all know where the Phillies are right now. You got a new manager, and if that didn't serve as a wake up call to the players, I don't know what will. It's now's the time. There's no more early. You got to start, you know, building here. You don't. you can't make it all up in one series or two, but this is the time to start stringing together series wins for them. The trends that you need to, to see continue. Obviously, they were built for offense. This team has to keep hitting, number one. Number two, the defense has got to be cleaner than what we've seen this year. And keep playing the young dudes. Keep playing Bryson Stott. That's Yes, Keep throwing Monac out there every single day. Bryce Harper himself made mention of that, and I don't think that was a coincidence. I think he was unhappy that Stott and and some of the other. There's not that they have a ton of young guys, but those guys weren't playing, and I don't think he liked that. And I think I I bet you a lot of the other guys agree with that.
6: You know, it's amazing. You know, like we said, we 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 what we know of a Bryce Harper is, we know he's not one to rock the boat with his comments. He's very thought well thought out when he speaks but for him to make that comment after girardi's gone is so telling you know yep. and you're right you know you, you you've got these big boppers making the big money but you have to have that infusion of youth as well somewhere and these young guys you know boom start they're showing you know they okay they make the mistakes but so what that's part of the game mm-hmm. but they're also producing in situations, and that's what you need. That's what's going to carry this team, man.
7: No Not
6: just your starting nine. You got to have guys you can get in there and count on in crucial situations. And the only way to do that is let these kids play, man. And so, hopefully, now you know Thompson. It, it, it his, hopefully, his mindset is, you know what, if you're wearing this jersey, be ready to play at any given moment. Um, and
5: we hope you, we expect you to produce uh, when you get in there. Amen. Amen. Look, well said. So Phillies in Milwaukee tonight, again, starting a three-game set. They got two uh, night games followed by an afternoon game on Thursday. And the way it sets up, I mentioned Suarez goes tonight, and and he's got up his game. He was so good last year. he's, He's looking at a guy who's kind of come back to earth a little bit. But you have Suarez tonight, and again, you avoid two of Milwaukee's better pitchers, just to be clear. Uh, In this series, but you get uh, Suarez tonight, Nola tomorrow. Nola has got to be better third time around in the order facing the opponent. And then Eflin, who's coming off one of the better games he's pitched this year. Uh, Maybe, maybe in his career, he was, he was phenomenal, phenomenal. So that's your three game set in Milwaukee. All right, let's move on to the Sixers. So we're sitting here right now. You're, you're, if you're a basketball fan, you're watching the NBA finals. You got game three tomorrow in Boston um and you're watching those teams you you know you're watching a team like the heat who beat the sixers maybe you know some other teams out west whatever and you're seeing it you know that the sixers really need a lot they have a long way to go to be what those teams are in terms of toughness in terms of rebounding in terms of defense in terms of scoring really across the board uh and they sit here in a tough position guys because they don't have a ton of money to be able to play with uh do the sixers to improve themselves and there's some major question marks lingering right now. What's going to happen with James Harden? Is he going to opt in? If he opts in, do they extend him? How else can Daryl Morey get a stud player in here? Is there someone who will take Tobias Harris off of your hands? It is another thing you have to ask yourself. Can Joel Embiid get through a, a year finally because of so many injuries throughout his career? Uh, you know, you're and you're in a position where you're it's a league that's dominated by wing players and they struggle Frankly, they struggle on the wing you know, Tyrese Maxey looks like that guy who's ascending, but let's face it. A lot of the rest of that bench and, and not that he was a bench guy, but the bench and, you know, others are just kind of, there's not, they need help. We don't have a wing player, but so
3: we're going to get rid of the only wing player we really have. And Tobias Harris, I mean, we don't have anything from the wing position that, that's going to give us quality minutes and I understand he's a max
5: deal. But I mean, nobody's gonna take. How many more years does he have on that contract? He's got two on it, Barrett. Uh, I want to say I'm doing this off the top of my head, like 37, and he might he might dip into the 40s. I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up while you speak. Go ahead. I'll I'll have it for you.
3: I'm just say Tobias Harris. At this point, you know, I mean, nobody's gonna take his deal. So I, I think he's gonna be a Sixer. Uh, we can't get rid of him unless they they uh he becomes a salary dump. But you can't do that until you know,
5: mid season, right? Uh, uh, are you saying buy him out you won't buy him. You wouldn't buy him out with two years left. You you would only do that with one. So he's, he's scheduled to make 37 this year and, and 39 the next year. 40. Wow. <laughs> Gee whiz, wow. Yeah. It's a, it's, you know, you're, you're looking at $78 million for this. Guy. All right. So we, so, million.
3: so he'll be, he'll be a sixer. So uh, us saying, you know, getting rid of him is, 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 is not done. It's, we won't be able to do that, you know. So, as we go forward, you look at that roster. I'm trying to think where can we get the quality that we need and 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 the the cap value that uh that you know we could use to to bring in a guy. So let's stop saying what we want to say and, and let's stop star chasing because we'll just be window shopping. We got to find somebody other than you know, you know than what we have, and well, we don't have enough money to go out there and really get a star.
5: I think this is where. I think this is really where Daryl Morey's got to earn his money. Not necessarily yes. star hunting, but find some gems here, man. Who's buried on somebody's bench? Who, yes. Who's who's a free agent? Who's somebody you know you could draft? They they have a draft pick. They, they the Nets deferred. You know, Oladipo, find, something like that. Right. Find another guy who's gonna blossom into a Tyrese Maxi. You know, in, later in the first round. This is really where he's got to come up big. And th- you know, he's look, he's very respected around the league. But this is also a guy who's never won a title as a GM. So this is where you got to earn your cash. You know, initially when you brought up the Sixers, Rob,
6: the first thing that came to my mind was this is a team that's at a PR crossroads right now where the fan base could turn on them. But then I caught myself and said no because fans are still going to come out. Even if they put – first, first of all, financially, I don't think they can go out and get another star player based on the salaries they have already in-house. Um, and and fans are going to be frustrated Mm -hmm. because, to me, they're going to put another product on the court that's going to be good enough to be one of the top four or five seeds in the East, Yep, good enough to get into playoffs, but bow out by the second round again, which will frustrate fans even further. But they'll come out to watch this entire season because you have arguably the best center in the game at Joel Embiid. You're You're so right, Derek. You're so right. I hate to say that. Yeah, wait, say it again. Hey, make <laughs> sure we're recording.
3: Say that again. Hold on. What say it again? Oh, nothing. Man. Uh, hold on. Wait, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I'm just uh, you're right, man. I, I Whoa! Uh, you're right.
5: Oh, that hurt. That no, I hurt. I know that hurt. It, it you. almost oh, like right said, yeah. He, I, I could hear it like just coming out. Uh you're... exactly, exactly.
3: Oh, right. But I it's I am like... I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at what you're saying, and you asked yeah. Derek. He said we're complaining again. about we we're, we're complaining about a team that makes makes it to the second round of the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. And we're acting like they're just, you know, dog crap. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, but yeah but you Barry, could be a but, bottom dweller.
5: No, you right. You could, but you went through a lot to be better than this. Like you didn't do you the did. process to be a second round exit. Like I, I'm process, not saying I I the process
6: we, never finished itself. Well, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, and, it didn't work out. But, but, you, but you're still in the, you're still you're still in the conversation as a yeah. playoff team. You see what I'm right. saying? Yeah. And we understand, we understand when you look, when you talk about teams like Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, the possibilities are endless as we've seen, watched them play. When you talk about the 76ers, the possibility is there, but there's always that, but and bit, but if James Harden's hamstring can hold up, if they can find somebody to compliment Tobias, James Harden, um, and, and, and Joel, mm-hmm. those are big ifs, yeah. you know, with this team, unfortunately, but fans are going to come out. I mean, but, but to, to what Bear is saying, Hey, look, as frustrated as we are, as, as a casual observers on the outside looking in, at least we're not talking about a bottom feeder in the NBA. We've got to watch. Think about when the Sixers went through this spell, when they were a bottom feeder feeder, how much that just drove us nuts. At least they're in the conversation. And as we know, the history of sports, Sometimes the team that's the best team on paper doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the best team when it's all said and done. Some teams right. catch lightning in a bottle and it just run the table. It just happens. If Boston's a prime example, you know, yeah. Boston was left for dead. Now they're, they're three wins away from an NBA championship. You know, nobody thought that about Boston. And I don't think Boston is this incredibly star-studded team. They have a few stars on the team, but what they did was, they found a supporting cast. Even went back and got old man Al Horford for a second tour of duty to come back. And he's playing much better than he's played in the last five, six years. I, I, yeah, go ahead. No, but those that's what you got to try to find. No, you got to find that marginal player for the seven right.
5: No, you're right. And, and I just think, guys, the greatest fear of a Sixers fan is that this is what this is going to be. This is where it tops out. And I think they look at it like we were willing to buy into the process, go through all that losing and everything else that went along. Think about all the ups and downs with Hinky and Brian Colangelo and all the other drama that went on, for for this to be the payoff, you know. I'm so, like I get it. They're not the Flyers. They're not irrelevant. They're they're certainly in every conversation that you have. But this is not enough. And you got to figure out they're in a t- tough spot. But you got to figure out a way to pivot to get them into that next you know position to be that team. Yeah, not we're in right a there.
3: tight spot. We're in a definitely a tight spot, man. But I just don't see who we could bring in. I mean that's the spot is so tight because we don't have the money to spend. I know. But even even if a guy, you know, you get you get I mean, what's more what's what's more of a um a necessity right now for this team. Somebody with the attitude and 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 the fight of a Patrick Beverly or or, or a scoring um a scoring uh type of player, scoring type of wing player. You know, what 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 is the the biggest need you see for
5: this 76ers
3: team? Attitude
6: or scoring? A Patrick, Beverly.
5: Yeah, they look there. There's a there's an inherent toughness that isn't there. Okay. Okay. And yes. I just I keep going back to that game one of the NBA Finals mm-hmm. where the Sixers wouldn't have won that game that the that Boston won on the road in, in Golden State they wouldn't have won it. And if you don't have that that fortitude that that you have to have to be a champion, you're not going to win. And they do look. I, that doesn't mean they don't need talent. They do, and they need scores. But you got to get someone with with some will. They lack it. There, there was two. It was very, it was very easy for those guys, all of them, and I'm, I'm including Embiid and Harden, to just say, "Eh, we're we're done."
7: Yeah. Like, what like,
5: is that?
3: Like a PJ Tucker or or yeah. a Patrick Beverly, that type yeah. of player, yeah. like a hard nosed yeah. guy that's gonna go out there and fight you every single play. Hundred percent, hundred percent. If
6: you had if you had a Pet Beverly, and let's say a Seth Curry, I think this team would be a much more dangerous team.
8: Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
6: And they're not the biggest players in the world, but they have big hearts. They play the game with big hearts. Patrick Beverly is going to stir up stuff from start to finish. Yeah. Just like a Draymond Green. I think he's a better version of a Draymond Green because he can create off the dribble. He can score. He can make other players look good, and he's going to get in people's faces. He's not not afraid one iota to speak Mm -hmm. what he has to say, whether it's about a teammate and team in general or the opposition. You get another, you get another sniper from the outside, like a Seth Curry. Not going to cost you a lot of money. You find one of those, you go along. Even if they, even if they kept Tobias and Bead and Harris together, you get two players with those kind of mindsets and those abilities. You are a much more dangerous team, and you're a team that's competing for the number one seed in the East.
5: No doubt. All right. So let let's sneak in a little bit of Flyers here as we as mm. we're out the
6: door here. Just a little bit. Uh, let us have a moment of silence. <laughs> so, Thank you very much.
5: Yeah, that's, that's all right. That's all the time we have. No, uh, so no coach, uh, a team that was frankly embarrassing last year, uh, and and I'm I'm I could I could use a lot of other words. But they were a non-competitive bad team. Uh, it, it, like if you 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 can look at this two different ways. If you really want to torture yourself, or you want to appreciate good hockey, it depends how you look at it. Watch the Eastern Conference Finals tonight between the Rangers and the Lightning. And tell me if that's the same thing that the Flyers did this year. Is, I don't even think it's the same sport. I can't even call it the same sport. The, the, the speed, the puck movement, the tenacity, the, the, the ability to kill a penalty, the, the, the power play, it, the, the Flyers lacked in every single category. They fired their coach last year. The interim coach, you know, didn't, it, it wasn't getting done. They've whiffed on drafts. Nolan Patrick was a mistake among others. Carter Hart is in question now. Bruce Cassidy is now available because Boston fired him there. There's a lot of coaches out there. There's talk that Tortorella or Tocket could be the guy they need to get this right. They need to get the coach right. And they need to shake things up with their talent evaluation mm. because they're not talented enough. Hmm. That's real, I mean I I don't know what else to say like if you just flip on tonight while you while the Phillies are in a commercial or whatever else you're doing watch a little bit of it <laughs> and you are going to see a different universe uh, if you have to watch yeah, yeah I
3: told you man I I I am I'm I was up in New York I was in Rhode Island and I was playing in that golf tournament for breast cancer and the night before they had like a little parents party and of course you know being up in Long Island New York Everybody's rooting for the Rangers, and they had the Rangers game. Even the playoff game was on a uh, basketball, but they no, it, it was on the Rangers game. Right. So I was just watching. I was, I was watching those guys, and you, you know, it's it's altogether different how they play the game, how they move, how, how they how they react to things. Everything is, is 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 way different than what I saw as far as you know Flyers hockey. And and I, I know the old man is rolling over right now about his team being the way it is.
5: Yep. Mr. Schneider right now is going to
3: come down and and, and, oh. and I mean he looks he, at his front office, he looks at how whew. things are being conducted. I mean this is a travesty, you know, as far as you know this. And and I'm not a big high, hockey guy, you know. I just got to Philadelphia in, in '95. Yeah, I was down there. You know, I was down with with, with you know St. Louis Blues. Yeah, yeah. Squad. You know, yeah. so it's way different. My my conception when I see things, I see things totally different. So I I was just looking from a from a blind eye and and. I just saw a different style of hockey being played. Like we're talking about a team that was virtually gonna be out of the playoffs, you know, the first round and 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 lose and then they come back and, and win three straight. Yeah. You now, know let, I mean? let me tell
5: you, Ed Snyder is doing gymnastics in his grave watching this crap that, that's happening. He's not just turning over, he's doing backflips and somersaults and 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 sticking the landing. Watching this, trust me, he is not happy with what's happening. See, to see
6: and then you have to take into consideration how many years will it take to get back to respectability? For yeah, his it's team. not
5: happening overnight, get Derek. This is a this is a five long,
3: year. arduous process.
5: Amen. Well,
3: I mean, and, it's little things, man. I mean, do you get rid of the core? They already got rid of G, so he he's gone. You know, g has gone. I mean, is is Couturier is next? You know, I mean, he's our, you know, I would say he's our best center. Yeah. I mean, he can still play, but I yeah. mean, you, yeah. look at, you go through the, you go through it. Connect me and Provorov was supposed to be the second coming.
5: These guys are supposed to be great. They've regressed Barrett. Uh, You know, Provorov, I thought was going to be a Norris trophy winner and he's regressed. It's a shame. It's a shame. It, they have, they have not developed these guys. I think the talents there with all three that you named and Katori is a great two-way player, but all three, he's got to stay healthy. All three guys you just named though are going the wrong way whether it's right. injuries or not just only that
6: they're going to find a goalie. When was the last time they had a decent goalie? Yeah. It's supposed to be
5: and It's, yeah, it's supposed old, to be, but it, it, the age old question is, is it what's in front of him, or is it him? And I think it's both. I, he hasn't yeah, been, agree. he hasn't been what we thought, but he also has yep. slop in front of him. There's yep. that, keeping There's way too many pucks on him. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot to do. All right. It's Prince time. It's Prince and AI time. The birthday guys. We'll do that when we get back. Best print song, most Purple underrated print song.
7: Rain. Oh, Derek's tipping rain. his hand a little bit,
5: baby. No. Uh, AI, 47 years young today. We'll talk a little bit about a couple of his iconic moments, including the uh, the step over, the crossover. And I have a question for you regarding uh, where he ranks uh, Sixer-wise as well. So we'll do all that. When we get back, don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network.
8: of life. First trust bank is there for you. Seven, zero, three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia Dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
9: At stateside vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free.
10: You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
9: You could say that.
2: Cherish every moment, and it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right, did you know it
4: was the Mommy Slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd.
0: <sighs> go to, to left, fake a mama. Mama, go oh, mama! She did it. Again,
1: you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh.
4: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
7: Still
6: can't find those cookies. Damn!
5: Oh, you're to be—we're gonna hear his stomach rumbling this this full hour. Uh, you know, it it'll sound like a Prince song. These Uh, these pretzel
6: sticks aren't cutting it, man. Yeah,
5: they're not getting it done for you. When his guts cry. (laughs) (laughs) This is what it sounds like when guts cry. Yeah, when Derek's stomach rumbles. (laughs) Um, Welcome back in, everybody. Yes, uh, we are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. So, Prince's birthday. Now, this was one of those you know, when he, it was 2016. So it was six years ago when he passed that, that, like hit you like a ton of bricks. When, when Prince died, you, you were like, no way. No, first of all, taken way too soon. It, you know, you felt like you were getting old because a guy like Prince was gone. Right. And you're saying to yourself, no way, man, like there's, there's just too much more for this guy to do um, to be gone at such a young mm-hmm. age. I mean, you know, just what a shame. You know, overall, uh, that he ends up going. And, and by the way, it was an ugly, ugly. Like he didn't have a. I don't think he had a will, and no, his no. family yeah, members were throwing yeah. down, yeah, try, yeah. you know, trying to get everything. I mean, it was bad. It was, I don't know how a guy like that doesn't have a will, but anyway. Um, anyway, I think all that finally got settled, but it was not. It was not good. Uh, I could tell you that. Did
3: you see? Uh, so uh, did you see uh, that um, that little thing on uh, social media with Carlos Boozer? And when Prince used his, his um rented no, his crib what for a year, what, what happened? Bro, he did Prince rented his crib for a year. It w- was it in California? Yeah, in California. Okay. Carlos had just bought it. Brand spanking new. Okay. Just built it. Prince said, to me uh they say, Hey, this guy wants to rent your house for a year, and he's gonna pay you, I think he said ninety thousand dollars a month. <laughs> Woo! So he was like, yeah, yeah. You got it. Yeah. 90,000. Yeah, of course. That's almost a million dollars. Long story long. It's like six months into it. And Carlos goes back to check on his house. He'd been calling Prince and Prince was asked, asking him or anything like that. So he drives yeah. by um, his crib and he looks, he said he put like two big lions, golden lions in front. He goes and nothing is there. It's all purple. <laughs> it's all what? Prince. He took everything. It it, it it looked nothing like his crib. He gutted
5: a place that he was renting. Gutted it. His his oh, gym. See, you
3: got to go. You got to yeah, go. Look, his gym. He turned into a nightclub. Um, he everything was purple. And put a recording still,
5: studio in there, probably. Right. Yeah, yeah, put
3: a recording studio. In the, so he's he he's all like, man, what is going on? So he calls Prince again. Finally gets a touch when Prince is in, Abu Dhabi or Europe yeah. or somewhere. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And um he said, Hey man, don't worry about it. When I leave the crib, I promise you it looked like I wasn't even there. What? He said, just to settle your mind, here I'm gonna send you five hundred thousand dollars just to ease your mind. So boom, oh, he just sends a five, you know, half a million dollars, oh sends it to God. him. Um, you know, a couple of months later that the lease is ended, he goes back to his house, and it's like Prince was
5: never there. Are you like, kidding me? Gone. What? Yeah. Wow. That, that, you, know, you know you have bleep you money when you can do those kinds right. of things okay that is crazy right thing. right right well right. i tell you, if you ever watch Chappelle's show you know the the famous prince yeah set, <laughs> the, the, with charlie uh, no murphy. but like charlie charlie murphy p- since passed away he was hilarious but he swore up and down he's like i'm not making this up so i was reading this story Prince referred to somebody in, like, Shalimar or somebody. I forget what band it was, right, in in, in that or, uh Charlie the Murphy time. referred. Yeah, well, not, not even Prince's band. It was, like, somebody else. I, yeah, Mickey, somebody who joined Prince's band. I don't know. But, like, he's the one Charlie Murphy referred to. He, he looked like a girl. And they were all like, man, he's fine as a, you know what, whatever. Right. But <laughs> That dude was being interviewed, and he's like, yeah, Charlie Murphy's not lying about anything. That's exactly the way it went down. If you've never seen the skit, check it out with Chappelle. They end up playing basketball. It's like Charlie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, and their crew are at the club one night. And they end up – they're hanging out with Prince, and Prince is like, I'm bored. And they're like, all right. How about you you guys come back to the house? So they go back to Prince's house, and they're listening to music. And, and again, Prince is like – you guys want to play basketball and, and Charlie Murphy and them are like, against you guys. <laughs> so Prince is like, yeah. So they, 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 they give all those guys like, you know, shorts and, and sneaks and all that. And they go out and they're, they're Charlie Murphy's like, dude, this is going to be a joke. We're going to kill these guys. Prince starts lighting him up. Like he's hitting shots from three. He's taking it to the rack, the whole thing. And they end up losing the Prince and, and the revolution. And they and Charlie Murphy never lived it down. And then Prince gave him pancakes after he beat
3: them. You guys want some pancakes? Yeah.
5: (laughs) So uh, so anyway, so, but so Prince passes and look, the catalog is insane. All right. First of all, his whole life is nuts. I mean, at one point he's, he's, he's angry at his record label. So he refuses to put out any music and then he refuses to, to let them use his name. And he, and he calls himself a set. He's the symbol, the symbol he, right. he, <laughs> he, <laughs> formerly known as Prince. That's what he goes by just to stick it to the record company. I mean, he was, he, he just, he was a rebel man in a lot of ways and he could play every instrument. He could play That's guitar, bass, unbelievable. Yeah. keyboard, drums, you name it. He did everything. It, it didn't you know, matter.
6: My, I, I think I told you guys, but my brother sang backup for him on a couple of songs.
5: That's crazy.
3: Man. I um, never knew that.
6: Yeah. When, when, when it was Prince in a revolution, The revolution's bass player was a guy named uh, Mark Brown and Mark Brown formed this group called Maserati that he wanted to make in the image of Prince in a revolution and Morris day in the times and all those guys. So my brother who, who Uh deliberately had moved to Minnesota because back in the early eighties was when Minneapolis was the place to be for the new sounds. You know, uh, you know Morris Day and Time and all those Sheila E. All those people no. came up under Prince, right? Yeah, yeah. So my brother and his and one of his buddies they went with they get they become part of this band called Maserati. So um, you know, and Maserati would tour with Prince and the Revolution. It would be the opening act in a few places for him. And so Prince wrote this song called Kiss. Yeah, and he didn't like the way he had arranged it, so he said, "Give it to Maserati. Let them work on it." So my brother and a couple of guys rewrote it. Rewrote the song uh, and, and redid the music for it. Oh wow! So so Prince heard them practicing it, took it back from them, but he let my brother and one of the other guys sing background on that song, and I forget the other song. But my brother got a gold record. Uh, my bro- brother got a gold record out of singing backup on oh, Kids. Yeah, and my That's brother also awesome. sang. Yeah, and he also sang with she, uh, she um, Paula Abdul on Opposites Attract. My brother is the one singing a duet with Paula Abdul on Opposite. Not the That's rap your part. Brother? That's my brother. If you look. If you look under Paul Abdul's opposite the track, you'll see Marvin Gunn singing duet with 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 uh, Paul Abdul on that song. So yeah, that
5: is cool, man.
3: That we see all, that's
5: where all the talent went, bro. That's right, in the that's family. Right. But I mean, that, yeah, it's one <laughs> shot. That's a straight up shot. <laughs> hey, look,
6: I can sing. I can <laughs> sing. Not like my brother, but see, my right, brother let's is still. let from... hear it right back. Everybody's in a
5: shower. Let's go.
6: What? Yeah, give us your give, sing us a print song. Go ahead. Why? Why do you want me to sing that? Because <laughs> you just
5: said you could sing. Let's go. I, I can. Okay. I mean, I'm,
6: I've had a cold for two weeks. You going to oh, put me here, in the spot we go. Now?
7: <laughs> here we go.
6: All right. If so- you will, the picture, you and I engaged in a kiss. The sweat of your body covers me. Can you, my darling, can you picture the scene... Okay, and I'm still, I still have laryngitis now. That wasn't okay. bad actually. Yeah, okay. hey, look. Okay. Oh,
5: did he also? Uh, one of our uh comments section says that that Marvin also sang a party all the time for many Murphy. No, no, that's no, not true. Not. No, okay. that's not true. He did okay. not. No. that was that was produced by Rick James, <clears throat> yeah. another one, of, one of, another one of Chappelle's all time skits. I'm Maybe. Rick James, bitch. That, yeah, hey, look, that might be the goat. <laughs> The- right. And then Prince comes in
7: second, I think, I, I think in that one. Hey, look, right,
6: who, is right. this, who is this? where is that? Where? I just missed. Oh, John Dickerson. Where's he said, uh, D-Gun still styling those high heel boots and spandex. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, let me tell you something. Back in the day, <laughs> hey, the platform shoes were in, baby. I had the platform shoes. Oh, I had right. the long I had the long jackets with the wraparound belt. Oh, yes. They were. Oh, no. <laughs> I need pictures. Yeah. Uh, uh, the bell bottom pants.
5: Trish. Uh, Look, we we need pictures,
1: man. Bro, Look, did, no the bell bottom
5: pants,
6: I had all that stuff. Yes, bro, the oh, big afro, like Lincoln Hayes from the Mod <laughs> Squad. <laughs> <my> yes, <God.
5: laughs> we got. Oh, we, yes. Barron, we need we need photos, man.
3: Right, right, uh, bro. I know I, the best I got, man. I, I run the MC, dog. You know, or Lecoq Sportif or something like that. I had dog. a mullet. I, I did. I, I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll,
5: I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll, get you some <laughs> oh. I'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Party in the front. Party in the back. Business in the front. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Kentucky waterfall in the back, man. It was quality. Oh, man. my God. Yeah, I would love stuff. to see those pictures. Oh, my God. I, I Yo. Still,
3: if, man, I, if I, I see have... that, I, I got
5: to see a
6: picture of that. I'll get it. No, <laughs> I'll get it. I, I, I got to find it because I do. Yeah. Mom, we got hundreds of pictures in a box, and I don't know how I got it. I think my brother did it on purpose just to take a dig at me. But I got a picture somewhere with D-Gun with the long trench coat, the, like, the, the long w- w- wool trench coat, oh, trench coat wrap around belt. I'm going to have to find that picture. Look like I'm on Ozzie a mission Hayes, now. Uh, yeah, he's oh, what? <laughs> who is the man yeah, like who it. risk his neck for a brother? Man,
0: <laughs> oh, can
5: you
6: great. dig it?
7: That's great. great. I'm telling you,
5: man. Oh, all right, so let, let's throw it out there then. What greatest prince song? It's not easy. Mm. This is not easy.
3: New girl
5: named Nikki. I guess. Oh, come on, man. Sex yes, it's a great, it's a controversial song because there's some yeah. lines yeah. in it, yeah. <laughs> but it is a great song. thank you. What? That well, fuck it. it's just ah. funk. It is funk, yeah, yeah. The, first, t- the first time, time, heard,
6: heard, yeah, yeah, the first time I heard, yeah, first time I heard the first time I heard Purple Rain, I got emotional, but my song. When Doves Cry. There's no nice. better Prince song. They Great still play. You go in the mini Mart. you go in the mall. They still play <laughs> When Doves Cry. And I'll stop and sit, stand there and sing part of the lyrics. Of my, Look at that, 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 please. Uh-huh. That. Uh, I'm telling you, man, this is what it sounds like when doves cry. Yes. Oh, yes. I got to stop. But oh, I'm telling a, you,
5: man, Prince was one, one of the only guys who could pull it off where he's like, he's built like me and he's in a bathtub shirtless. <laughs> But he could pull it off, you know what I mean? With, with, with spandex on, oh, with, yeah, with, with the ass Cr- out in the back, floor, assless chaps on. Look, I yeah, never like, wore a
6: spandex, like, man. I would never get spandex. But, but you, you wore didn't... the assless chaps though, didn't you? No, no heck no, no, no. <laughs> heck no. My dad would, my dad would have knocked the soul
5: out of me if he had seen me wear something like that. No. Oh, I that think was we need some photoshopping man. done. I think. Oh um, my goodness! But yeah, Prince could pull stuff off. Not many could pull off. I'm
3: Bro, just... I mean, from lace doll. No, I'm like, come on, man. There's and I was ruffles, never,
7: I was ruffles. never that dude. Yeah, yeah.
3: I was never that. There was a couple of cats in school, man, that you know, they yeah, try to tr- pull night no, doll no, down. No, no. Yeah, no. Dude.
6: yeah. But then he would go on stage and start doing this stuff here.
5: Yeah,
3: I'm man. like, okay, what's Well, I'm and then he's, cr- he's
5: like crawling on the –
6: Yeah. Uh, yeah, like he's a lot going on. Making there. love to a guitar on stage. I'm like, okay, yeah. dude, you you off the deep no, end, yeah. end now. Bro. When he sung – with Purple
3: Rain, when he sung uh... – Darling Nikki to what's her name when she started
5: yeah. crying? Apollonia. Apollonia. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh Take my goodness. Take a bathe in Lake Minnetonka. Right, right. Yeah. Pledge <laughs> yourself. Oh my
3: goodness. This ain't Lake
6: Minnetonka.
5: Uh, no, far from
6: <laughs> it. Hey, but I'll tell you what though. You know, Rob, you were talking about the one of the most underrated <laughs> Prince songs.
5: Yeah, yeah. What would you
6: going? And I would have to say sign of the time.
5: That was mine, man.
6: Dude, I mean, that song. Oh, oh my goodness.
5: I could listen to it all day. So, and, I still yep. listen to it in my car, and it's very uh, topical at the time. Like, yes. if you listen to it, it's it's really yes. it's not fluffy. It's pretty yep. hard hitting stuff. Yep. Yep. Political overtones. Yeah, yep. He's yes, a lot man. of stuff there. He said a lot. Sound of, stuff. of the
6: times. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but then but then somebody made the mistake of saying that Prince was a better artist than Michael Jackson.
5: No, no, no. The, was the it? Ryan Clark, ESPN, former Steeler, said that Chris Brown. Was a better artist than Michael Jackson. Right there, dude, you're done. Like I'm canceling even, it. your cards canceled. You're done. You can't you can't talk on no, music no,
6: anymore. No, no, you it's you're embarrassing. Done. No, no. You Come on, man. I think you said that just to stir up some controversy. He can't believe that. I there's know, no bro. way you can believe that there was no better showman in the history of music than Michael Jackson. no, be better.
5: Man. see, I do think there's Prince an argument. Up with, there, man. Yeah. No, I think there's an argument no, hey, with Prince no. and Michael Jackson. Yeah. No. So no, there's I no, I no argument with Michael Jackson and Chris Brown. I'm saying Prince. Prince and Michael Jackson, there's an argument.
6: Here's why, here's why I, I beg to differ. Prince had one sound, okay? Michael Jackson could sing pop, R&B, his ballads are legendary. Michael Jackson had the full array. He had catered to every audience, man. Are you kidding me? Human nature, you know, he could sing the, the, the bend, sings that touch you. He could go hard rock. Dirty Diana is one of his more legendary songs. And mm-hmm. you look at the artist he surround himself with to pull it off. Or Eddie then he
5: then on, on what? beat
6: it. What yep. beat yep. then you go
3: beat it? My, smooth criminal. Okay. All right, you 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 right, you're right. You I'm saying? not I'm not I'm not a real real music fan fan. Like I I, I I listen to sports radio and I'm kind of screwed up, man. So I'm not really a music music <laughs> fan, you know. So that's all I do, man. But I, you're right, man. Um, Michael's that dude, man. But then Michael Jackson
6: when Michael got on stage. For Motown's twenty-five year celebration of the greatest artists, the Motown show was called "Yesterday, Today, and Forever," and all of a sudden, in the middle of Billy Jean,
7: yeah,
6: he breaks off and does this dance, and lost people lost their minds. The network lost their minds, and it became legend. The moonwalk, people like. What the heck did he just do? And then everybody,
5: that? everybody at that time was trying to do it. Yeah, dude, the network, if you, due to it, no business. Dude, moonwalking, moonwalking <laughs> we're trying to moonwalk. Dude, if you yeah. if you go back and read every kid history, in my grade school was trying to move, I'm like, Oh what my are you god, doing,
6: what are you doing? Looking like you have just a seizure. Stop. it.
1: Stop it. But, yeah. but if you
6: if you go back and read the history of of when he, he strategically picked that show to do the moonwalk and listen and, and read the comments from the network that was televising that event. And then comments from people that saw for the first time, dude, you talk about a yeah. signature yeah. unlike any other. Now James Brown was a showman. What yeah. James Brown did make your knees and your ankles hurt trying to emulate what James Brown did no. with the splits. How many men can do the splits like James Brown especially without in those, tearing in those, something?
5: And those pants that he was what? wearing too, what?
6: <laughs> without tearing
5: some tearing your groin, you Ooh. know. Ooh.
6: But Michael Jackson came along. First of all, he was cute Michael Jackson with the Jackson 5, and he had all these pop hits and stuff, and then Michael took off and went on his own, and yeah. then Michael got crazy, you know, when a monkey became his best friend.
5: But see, that stuff Michael hurts him. Hurts. That that hurts, I mean, frankly, that stuff is, you know, we don't know. You, right, you, exactly. That's why, lot, I why I am saying.
3: But then but of then stuff Mike, going on
6: there, but, see then, but see, then Mike could also hit you with the politically correct song. I think the Earth song that he sang is one of the most poignant songs ever created if you ever get a chance just watch the video where he's talking about how we're destroying the how we're destroying the earth the animals and that earth song video is one of the most incredibly assembled videos i've ever seen in my life have you ever seen the bear
3: yeah but i i I don't remember it i I, I I don't know that oh my goodness i I stopped i stopped listening to mike like like i stopped listening i I actually started stop listening to mike like Four neural surgeries into it, I, I kind of got turned off of Mike. Yeah,
5: know, I, I I sort of you know, checked like, out. Yeah. In the early,
6: like was that black early Mike or white Mike? Or Mike?
3: Early, 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 early That's what I'm saying. Like when he went, this is when he was right at Beige. You know he was at like, Beige. Like, okay. Yeah, he was at Beige in between. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, in that transition, like the third, after the third nose What's job, I was like, that, you man? know, I'm out, man. Yeah,
5: I'm out. Yeah. I, I probably have to go, though, for Prince. I probably have to go, let's go crazy or Purple Rain. Uh, either one of those, still, for me. And I think for underrated Prince? is Darling Nikki. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Michael. I mean, but- Michael's a tough one, man. I mean, if, 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 by the way, if you just go with Thriller, if you go like a head-to-head album, oh my good, Thriller and Purple Rain, that's an insane matchup right it, there. It, oh insane, my
3: goodness, oh every song
5: to judge every song yeah. is, is just it's Michael. Yeah.
6: Michael was the first one that exceeded a million dollars when it came to doing videos. Hmm. You know, Michael's videos exceeded million dollars. Thriller, commonplace. Thriller, yeah. Yeah. are you kidding me? Uh, smooth, what about? Do you remember the times? Think yeah, about that. That was that was yeah. Murphy in there.
7: Imani, you had uh,
6: um, what's, her what's name? The name? Iman? Oh, uh, Imani?
5: Uh, no, I know who you mean. Uh, um, Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell, that's right. That yeah. was good video. Think,
6: think about all the artists he had in that one, man. I mean, it's just yeah, and it, it, it they, they were storylines, you know, yeah. they weren't just music videos, they were storylines, no doubt, you know, and all of a sudden, people try to copy them. You know, but you. I mean, Michael Jackson was second to none.
7: I hear
5: you. I hear you. All right. So the other birthday today, and he's, thankfully he's still with us, is Allen Iverson, 47 years young for AI, born in 75. Uh, bursts on the scene with the Sixers as a rookie out of Georgetown, first overall pick. Of course, rookie year has the crossover against Jordan, which nobody did to Jordan,
0: and right, hit the right.
5: shot. And then, of course, the step over, which we talked about, was the anniversary of uh, yesterday. I uh, had to step over of of Tyron Liu in that game mm. in LA. Um, but for me, I think of AI, I, I just think entertainment. I just mm-hmm. think of a guy who pound for pound entertained as much as almost anybody we've ever seen. And in you know, for a game where you're playing with a, a bunch of trees, he was he was a he was a little plant and he had no fear taking those guys on. And you know, I I just I miss watching the guy go, especially when he was in his prime. He was he was something to behold, man, every single night
6: that was back in the day when if you drove the paint you paid a price you you had yeah. more freedom to bang bodies back then and this dude is what six 165 pounds soaking wet he was fearless going to the hoop and he could elevate man could he get
3: up He yep. as little as he was if and he was playing it, these days if he was playing these days yeah he'd average 60 points a game yeah you know what I don't know Barrett
6: because he wasn't he wasn't to me a great outside shooter no. he was a great creator you well, know, they call
3: guys, fouls these days, though.
6: Well, that's true, too. He spent more time <laughs> in the foul line. Yeah. That's true. But, my, that's right. man, I'll tell you what. Allen Iverson, man, um, there was nobody like him back in his day, bro, in terms of just having a fearless nature. He came up hard and fast where he came up from, went to Georgetown, played for a hard coach who made him tougher. Um, and once he got to the NBA, man, people were like, you draft this little dude that high in the draft? Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? And all of a sudden, he becomes one of the most iconic figures in the NBA in his time. But you know, I watch Allen Iverson. Now, you you, you you see him on a lot of different people's podcasts now. In a lot of ways, it's sad where Allen Iverson is now. Yeah. Now, he, he could be sitting at home still making more money than I'll ever see. I don't know. But when you listen to him talk about his life and his playing career and people who hung on to him just because he had money – and you look at him now, you know, he, obviously he's, a, he's fuller now. You get older, you fill out a little bit more. The face
5: is definitely filled out.
6: face is filled out. And it's like, it's almost sad, man, to hear his story now, you know, yeah. in terms of where he is right now in his
5: life. I just, right. I, you know, the tough thing about Allen is you just knew when there wasn't structure there every day that it wasn't going to be good. You know, it, he if he doesn't have to be somewhere – you know, the odds are it's probably not going to end. And, and there were a lot of people in the entourage. I don't know how. You know, as he's gotten older, maybe it's cut it down a lot. I don't know. I can't say for sure. But I always worried because there were so many people on the payroll yes. that they were just going to take all his money, man. And and again, look, he's a big boy and he's got to be responsible for himself. I get it. But there were a lot of hangers-oners, and that that typically doesn't end well. And I, he should have a being a lot better. I don't. I don't know the guy's finances, but it, it, you would just hope yeah, that yeah. you hope he's he's all right. You know, as far as that goes, because there were a lot of people I think grabbing at him, you know, and and trying to take from him. Rather than you, know, you just wonder. Barrett, you've seen this when guys retire, when the party finally ends, all of a sudden it's amazing how many people scatter and they're not your boys anymore because can, they can't get anything off of you or or, or from you. Well, you know, when that's
3: the case. Put it like this: I um, I, I played with this guy. I played with this guy back in um when I was with the Steelers and uh, my last year there, he signed a like a 30-something million dollar contract over five years. Right. I'm like, bruh, you 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 done made it, man. You 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 that dude. And I retired that year. And I, I'd say about four years ago, he called me, he said, Hey man, hey man, what you got going on? I said, Bro, I ain't talked to you in shoot what, eight years, nine years? Yeah, bro you know, just, you know, just, just trying to make it, man. You know, I said, when'd you retire, man? He said, I tri- retired three years ago. I said, Oh, okay. Then this is three years from that point that I talked to him. He said, Oh, say what you got going on now? Yeah. That's why I was calling you. I wanted to borrow five grand, man. If I borrow five grand, man, I guarantee you I can, I'll pay it back to you in a week. And, and I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, dude, if you retired three years ago and you signed a contract for $30 million for four years, why are you calling and asking me for five grand?
7: Mm-hmm.
3: Bro, mm-hmm. I've been retired for 10 years at that point. I don't got any NFL money, man. I guess you bought me a post. Most people come on there, you want to borrow sugar, maybe right. some Kool-Aid or something. You want to borrow five <laughs> grand? Bro, <laughs> bro, I ain't talked to you in what? I ain't talked to you since, you know, eight years, nine years, and you calling me trying yeah, like, come on, man. No, I can't do that, bro. Right,
5: I, and what what's the make it thing? Yeah, he's gonna get me this five grand back. Meanwhile, he's ripped through thirty in the last three years. Like, a, right, like a, my, right, My money's magically gonna come back to me.
7: Yeah, right, right. Come on,
3: man. Bear,
6: so- can you can you loan me five G? Bear, I'm, I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm hurting, bro. Can you can you help uh, a brother well,
3: out? I, I know you're not hurting. That's why I'm saying I'll what let you. Mean you me not hurtin'? Hurtin'? I am not hurting. I'll let you. I'll let you. Yeah, you. What do you, you mean, not mean I'm not hurting, bro? I know you, man. You got your tentacles and everything. Well, that's true, everything. But,
6: yeah, but you know, ten pennies only adds up to ten cents. <laughs> that's just paying, bro.
5: Never oh, heard man. of that
3: before. I that's like pretty that. good. I like. You that. know,
6: <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, just on that, have- that note.
5: Yeah, let, let's. Uh, we come back. Good good debate there. We come back. We're gonna do a little open talk. We're gonna jump around now. Include it in the uh, in the
6: discussion, Michael Jackson, baby, Michael Jack, uh,
5: MJ. Uh, include it in that. We're gonna dive into uh, our Philly guy who did well at Jeopardy. Uh, it's a shame it came to the end, came to a, a, a halt. They all came to a halt last night. Uh, a little update on an NFL star and whether or not he's in camp or not. Uh, some NHL, some some golf. We don't usually talk a lot of golf, but this is kind of interesting what a lot of these guys are doing in golf. We'll dive into that as well and a bunch of other stuff when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Final segment of the program, DeGun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network.
8: Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
9: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass.
8: Free.
10: You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
9: You could say that.
2: Every moment. And it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. All right, did you know I
4: was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready? All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd.
0: So go to ready. go to fake a mom. Mama, go, oh, Mama! She did it. Again.
1: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh.
4: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theOceanac.com.
5: What's up, everybody? Welcome on back. We are Sports State, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. So uh, let's jump around a little bit, guys. Let's start with this one. Uh, I just saw this. Just just came down not all that long ago. So the the Bears apparently uh, have to forfeit an OTA day. Uh, that was they were they were forced to cancel their their OTA practice originally scheduled for today after having live contact during practices in May. Jeez. The NFL PA and the NFL handed this down. They were getting a little bit too physical. They have a new, you remember, they have a new head coach, uh, Matt Eberflus, who came over from, the, uh, I guess, the Vikings. They have a new GM, Ryan Poles. You know, total shakeup there. But, uh, yeah, apparently they were, uh, I guess, a little too handsy in one of their practices back in May.
6: If there's ever a team that needed all the practice it could get, it's the <laughs> Chicago
5: Bears.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Come on, NFL, have some compassion. They suck. Well, Let so a, apparently the NFLPA issued a warning and continued to monitor the Bears' practices by requesting practice video and saw more contact, and then the NFL jumped in and they they canceled one of these. I mean, man.
6: First I, of all, the Bears' media staff did a poor job of editing the film. I edited right. that film 20
3: different ways before I sent it to the league office. Good point. I yeah. mean, it, it, sometimes you – Sometimes you just can't stop your guys from being physical. That's all, man. Yeah. That's what that's what, uh, that's what what BC used to say all the time. Bill Cower. I, 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 I can't get these guys to stop. Guys, stop beating up on each other. Come on. We'll make you go in. Bro, we we got intense with our practices, man. There was times where we'd have to take it in. He's like, God, just, just take it in. Just take it in. Mm. And he'd make us stop practicing because we was practicing so hard, man. Who was you your know? favorite coach, Barrett, that you played for?
5: I never asked you that before.
3: You know, it, it, it would have to be BC. Cower, yeah, you know, because Cower, he just, he just knew what it took to get guys motivated. You know, he he wasn't. Everybody sees him as this rah rah guy. You see the chin, you see him spitting as he talking and all that stuff. He was that stuff on game day, but on you know, more times than not, like he didn't have to turn us up. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. some coaches have to get you hyped and turned up. He didn't have to turn us up. We were already turned up.
7: Mm-hmm. See, you know, so,
3: I, 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 I'm sorry, Barrett. Go ahead. You no, know, I'm just saying. You know, he just. He, he knew the buttons to push. He knew the guys to get other guys going. He knew how to really put it put things in perspective to see what we needed to do to get better as a team.
6: I covered Cowher early in his tenure in Pittsburgh. He, he's a great coach, but I'm not a big fan of Bill Cowher what he would do was, like, you know, Barry, you remember they have the lobby there it was at Three Rivers where the four trophies would sit right there in the main lobby. Yeah, You yep. know, where you would see that. So the media had access to that rotunda there, where, you know, and a lot of times the coaches or players would walk past you, going from one side to the other, going to the locker room or either going to the training room. So, you know, a couple of times i say, hey, Bill, you know, Bill, um, you have time, can I ask you a few questions? And you uh, would say, you know what, Gunner, I'll get back to you. All of a sudden, five minutes later, the PR staff would come out, D-Gun. You know, dude, I understand what you're trying to do, but could you could you ask us before you ask? Kyle? I said, "Why? What's up?" He just yelled at us because we didn't run interference. I'm like, "Are you serious?" Nah, he would do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not a big fan of Bill Cower as a person. You know, he was a great coach, but you know what? When you mentioned Bill Cower's name to me, I'm like, "Eh, yeah." <laughs> you know, you don't have to you don't have to be that kind of person. You could have told me. You could have said me, "Hey, D Gun." Um, you know what? I can't talk to you now. You know, but go through the PR staff and we'll see what we can do. Now he tells me, I'll, I, I'll try to get back to you, and then goes in another room and choose our PR. And, and I had a great relationship with the PR right. staff, like I have with everywhere I've gone. It's to do. Can you just ask us first before you? – I'm like, Okay. So, Bill Cow was
3: kind of sneaky like that. <laughs> I hear you.
5: Okay, interesting.
3: Well, he he ran a lot of interference uh, interference for us also as yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. did you know, he? I mean, yeah. I'm I mean, sure. like, I mean, there's 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 guys should be shouldn't even made it to you know year two. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he. he uh, he was that buffer for him, you know, a, a serious buffer for him. So, um, you know, like he he was definitely the best coach I played for. Then I had the worst coach I ever played for. Was uh, why well, didn't he really get to play for him? But um, I was in camp with him. Was um, uh, what's his name? Um, from from Denver. Um, Shanahan. Shanahan, yes. Oh, Mike Shanahan. Huh. You know, I mean, in, I,
5: in what sense? Like he just wasn't straight with you, or, or he's what? a
3: liar. Yeah, he was just wasn't straight, man. I go into we go into camp, so we're in training camp. We go to training camp. I win the starting job. I'm starting left tackle. I'm good. I'm starting. You know, I'm starting. I'm starting right tackle. I'm sorry. I'm starting right tackle. I'm good. I'm starting right tackle. Blake Brockmire. I beat him out. He gets hurt, but if he goes in the season and, and he's on the roster, he gets a, a million dollar bonus. Ooh. Okay. but I beat him out. And he, you know, I went to, I say, hey, coach, you know, let me know now, you know, whether I'm, you know, I'm going to be here, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I see, you know, Blake is, if he, if he makes the open day roster, you know, he's going to get a million dollars and I know how things go. You know, this is my seventh year and sixth year in the league, seventh year in the league. He's like, no, but you're good. You're good. Said, all right. All right. I'm, I'm hoping you're saying I'm good. That means I'm good. Said, all right, cool. So we get into, um, we finished in the camp. He has this big party at his house where he brings in um, and makes a casino in his basement. Like his house was huge, man. Like put it like this. He spent a million dollars a year just on um, the yard and, 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 and groundskeeping and all that stuff. You know, so that's Whoa. how his house was. That's so he has a, a full a full casino. He put into it. I mean, he um, he brought in machines and everything to, for, you know, a game night for the team. So we go in and my wife had just had my youngest daughter, China, two and a half weeks before. So I fly her out, you know, fly her out, get the kids, the mother kids, you know, the older kids enrolled in school, got a, you know, an apartment and everything, you know, got settled down, you know, because he told me I was good the week before. I bring her to this party and of you know, so he introduced, hey, how you doing, Miss Brooks? You know, Barrett, hey, Barrett's a great guy. You know, he started for us, you're doing a great job, you know. Mars like, okay, so we're gonna be here because we just rented an apartment, we just put all furnished the apartment, and everything like that. He's like, yeah, oh no, don't, don't worry about renting an apartment. You can buy a house. You're gonna be here. Yeah. Uh, four days later. No, uh, he called me in the office. Hey man, you know, um, I apologize, but you know how to, you know how this league is, and uh we're gonna have to let you go. I said, Wow, I got my kids up here. I you know, my my, my daughters, you know, she's only three weeks old now because you said I was good, you know what I mean? Wow. Well, what, what's up with you know telling the truth, man? You should have told me. Well, you know, you you knew that, you know, Blake was going to get that made. I said, Yeah, but you you told me I was good, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I've moved everybody else up. I mean, what
7: wow. Kind of mess that? So it's awful. That's right, awful. Right, right.
3: So he said, Well, don't worry about it. You know, you're going to Green Bay. He said, We already worked out. You're going to Green Bay. Green Bay. He, you know, they, they're they going to pick you off in of waivers. Well, you know, after the four hours, they pick me up in waivers and they fly me straight from Detroit to, to, To the Packers to to Green Bay. Right. So I'm in Green Bay. My family is still in Denver Uh, with everything out there. Yeah.
5: And a place you didn't you didn't know at all. Exactly. Exactly.
3: They don't know anything. Uh, They're out there. The car just been shipped. The car wasn't gonna get there until the uh, day after I got there. Yeah. Kids enrolled in school. We got all this apartment re-rented. You know all this apartment furniture we rented and everything I'm like yo yeah. what's up with this you know what I'm saying so I then I was I had my hands tied behind my back because four hours later I, I, I they 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 give me a deal so I fly out I literally fly out. after I passed the waiver I passed waiver at 1230 I literally was on a flight at three o'clock mm. going to um going to Green Bay mm-hmm. because they had a game in two more days mm. I literally flew there And I was a backup. uh, I was the backup left tackle and right tackle
5: for the Packers. Did you play that whole year there in Green Bay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, what do you, I was curious. What are you doing? that like, were you able to just get out of your lease, or did you have, did you get stuck with that lease for Got out of
3: the lease? They were good okay. enough. They they were kind enough okay. to get, let me out of the lease. Okay. The furniture we paid, you know, six months for the furniture. They're like, well, we can't give you money back, so they they kept the money for the furniture. Okay. Uh, the kids, yeah. you know, what I mean, I had to fly uh, my mom, um, to to my mom and her mom to um to Denver to help pack everything up that we yeah, because you couldn't go
5: back and help exactly.
3: Yeah. Had to, you know, the car had to be shipped back, so I had to make arrangements to get the car shipped back. I mean, it was just a pain in the ass, man. You know what I'm So, yeah. he was the shadiest dude that I, you know, I paid for. You know, you yeah. you told me twice, you guaranteed me twice mm. that I was going to be a Denver Bronco. Yeah. That's, wrong. You know That's wrong.
5: That's just wrong. It's just wrong. So, a couple a couple other odds and ends. So, so, Debo Samuel is expected to attend a 49ers minicamp. So, I, I – would you guys say that probably means they're making some progress here on a deal? I agree.
8: Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree.
5: He skipped the voluntary portion of the offseason program. He publicly said in April he wanted to be traded. So you know the, the Niners never got an offer that they liked. They didn't want to trade him to begin with. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess he realizes he's the writing on the wall, and you know, is it, coming in. And that, well, that's yeah, only you, good. You're fine, you Rob. you get fine. Yeah, he wants, he wants another contract
3: because he ain't got any money, he wants some more money, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna let him take my money. I mean, come on, man, you know, not, and then there's not a chance that I might get more money. Yeah, I, I'm gonna make it to violent, I'm, I'm gonna make it to um, to involuntary I camp. I'm gonna I be hear in you, camp.
5: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, and that's on the heels of uh, Aaron Donald getting 60 million, he got a 60 million dollar extension. Can you,
6: believe yeah, that? after talking Ooh. about retiring, all of a sudden he came
5: out of retirement real quick, didn't he? That was a nice power play. As so that's a nice 30, little power player with him at his age.
3: That's, that's 30 million dollars. He's the highest paid non-quarterback. D
5: tackle 30
6: million a year. A year 30 million a year. I play in Beirut.
3: Right. That's <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. That's basketball money, man. That's yeah, baseball you know and basketball. That's baseball and basketball money. And it's guaranteed, too, right? Uh, but, if it, but if anybody earn that, yeah, yeah. If yeah.
6: anybody earned that, Aaron Donald's earned that money. No question. That's no a question. bad man. That no man, question. there's nobody come close to him at his position. Nobody.
3: It, he's the second best defensive player to ever play the game. So he's making
5: ninety five over the last three years of his deal now with the extension, ninety five million. Wow. For, Me, hey, meanwhile, DK
6: Metcalf yep. is not going to show up for mandatory camp. Yep. In Seattle.
5: Yeah.
7: Yeah.
5: Mm. Well, he, he's looking at it like I, I'm underpaid. Yeah. I don't have a quarterback necessarily. Well, he's, he's got put, three. He's got three. Well, when you have three, you don't have one. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Jason, Eason,
5: Jacob, Eason, Drew Lock, and Geno Smith. I exactly. would not go to camp. Oh, wow. not right. going to camp. So he's looking at it like I'm not going to put up monster numbers, and this is going to hurt me. You know yeah. when I hit the open market, and that's exactly what this is. Oh my
3: goodness, that's exactly what it means. I mean, come on, man, you're asking a guy to come on and go out there and play with you know less than less than average quarterbacks. Come on, man.
7: Yeah, I, I, I forgot those
6: guys were even in the league. All three of them shouldn't be in the league. There's a prime example. Three guys that shouldn't even be in the league. I, I mean, do they trade for Mayfield?
3: Maybe? I think so. It could be. You may have to. It, it depends on what it, – it really depends on what the um, what the, um, the, commissioner is going to do.
5: Yeah. With, with Watson. Yeah. yeah. With the, we mentioned this yesterday A 24th uh, woman has, has dropped yeah. a civil suit on him. So yeah, it's crazy We how that ends up uh, with DK, but I thought it was interesting that the Debo at least is for right now uh, he, he's showing up for that. So a couple other odds and ends. I wanted to, I want to mention this. This is, this is pretty cool. I don't know if you guys watch Jeopardy. I, I, I can't say I'm, I'm like religious with it, but I watch it, you know, yeah. a couple nights a week, whatever. Yeah. Um, And I was rooting for so hard for this guy because he's just a very likable sort of normal dude. Uh, His name's Ryan long. He's a Philly guy. He went to George Washington high school uh, up in the Northeast, but he he's had a tough go, man. Like um, I don't know when it was, maybe it was a couple of years back. He got COVID. He got it really bad. And he was in the hospital for three weeks and almost, Mm. almost died. Okay. And Mm. he was working for SEPTA and I don't know what happened, but he ended up losing his job. I think, because he missed so much time with, with COVID. I don't know the full story. So he was, he's a ride share guy. So, you know, he's like Ubering Lyft, whatever he's doing, what he's got to do to hustle. He's got an eight year old son, you know, just trying to make ends meet. Um, dude didn't graduate college or anything like that, but um, ended up on jeopardy. Long story short, don't, you know, this guy went out for three straight weeks. He, he won 16 straight games. Of Jeopardy and won more than three hundred thousand dollars. It wow. finally came to an end last night. Jeez. That's a, that's a, we should try and get him on the show. I would love to talk to this dude. Bro. Yeah, never lie. Yeah, he. So I'm I'm rooting for the dude, and I'm glad to see. I hope everything, you know. I hope this allows him to be able to kind of step up and and do his thing. But he he crushed it, man. He had a very he was very like understated with his answer, be like, uh, yeah, uh, Mona Lisa. You know, like other people are like, ah, he was just like low key. Billy duty loves sports. Uh, he's a big sports fan so we'll uh we'll see if we get him on the show man but Ryan Long, Ryan, Long, Ryan Long
6: Ryan Long good,
5: good dude i'm going to look it
3: up you man. know what?
6: those okay. are the kind of those are kind of rags to riches stories i'd love to hear man yep. you know when you think you're down and out you have nowhere to turn all of a sudden something happens for you to turn out to be a positive now you figure out a 300,000 you might get 200,000 after uncle sam gets his cut but right. still Right. It puts him on a good track to do better things for him and his family, which is great, man. Yep. Pay your bills, you think, man. That's, a, that's all he's looking
5: for. You know.
6: Now, two hundred thousand don't last as long as it used to. That's a the nice gun house. start.
3: <laughs> what? Not a d gun house, d gun got big bills. D gun house, d gun got
6: little pockets and big bills. Yes,
3: <laughs> it's well said. That's why, why
6: I'm doing this show right now. Uh, Instead of out fishing,
5: yeah, he just likes hanging with us.
6: That's all right, it is. right, that's what it is. Well, right. well, sometimes that's uh, not debatable. <laughs> <laughs>
7: The, uh, I love y'all, man. I love yeah, y'all. Yeah,
5: we're feeling the love right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Love is like a stepbrother, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm,
5: I'm a little, a little emotional right now after that. Right, speech. right. Um, So, a couple other odds and ends. We don't, like I said, we don't talk a lot of golf uh, yeah. on the show, but I wanted to hit you with this one first. Tiger is going to skip the U.S. Open because he's just not healthy enough, which is the right move. He's you, yeah. if you watched him in that that last one, man. He couldn't even get up and down the course, so he's sitting this one out. He's hoping to come back a little bit later for St. Andrews. He loves that. He loves St. Andrews. So he's hoping to play in St. Andrews, but he can't – he's just not there physically. So he's going to be sitting this one. That's a right move for Tiger for sure. But the big story in golf is this LIV. Are you guys familiar with this? Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, so uh, Phil Mickelson – I'm giving you like the headliner names. Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Sergio – Charles Swurzel, uh Kevin Nott, Graham McDowell, Graham McDowell, all Ian these Poulter, guys, yeah. yeah, all these guys are jumping ship from the PGA, and they're going to this LIV, which is financed by uh, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. Which you know, if you know their history of human rights, it's yeah, okay. So there's a lot of controversy. If you remember, Phil Mickelson made some comments about the, the some of these folks. And it wasn't real favorable, uh, but he. Oh, is his going- exact
6: words were, "Saudi Arabians are scary MFs." That's yes. what he said. And I'm like, "Whoa,
5: yep." But not scary enough for him to not join them. Okay, so he's uh, and and the, the the commissioner, I guess, or, for lack of a better word, is Greg Norman. Greg Norman, chairman. Yep. the chairman, chairman, uh, yeah. is a guy who's had a vendetta against the PGA for years. So he he wants to do anything he can to stick it to the PGA because he just doesn't like the rules, the way they handle things, the 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 money, uh, the way the money is distributed to the players on the tour, you know, et cetera. So this is a big break. I mean, there's a they threw like 125 million at Dustin Johnson to jump ship yep. and Phil yep. too. Um, so those guys are they're out. They're not going to do take part in PGA tours now. They can still at least for right now play in championships. That's a little bit different. Uh, than just regular PGA events. And the, right now they can't play in the Ryder Cup either for their for their country. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, there, there are some of the things that are going on from a golf perspective, but it's it's caused a lot of controversy.
3: Well, it's, means- it's, go, ahead, go ahead, Mr. No go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. no, go ahead. After you, sir. I'm just saying the PGA Tour, the good old boys don't like that, man. You know what I'm saying? They don't yeah, like that mm-hmm. at all. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's almost like, you know, um, when you look at the college sports – you know, how things have been run for so long at, at that way. Uh And, you know, when, 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 when you change something, it is kind of, you know, it, it puts you on shaky ground, man. That's what, that's just shaking up the PGA right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So the good old boys don't like that at all, bro. They don't like that at all. So I don't know, man. I mean, I I don't know about the human rights. I just know about, you know, how things are run over there, you know, as a, as a whole, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's not the the most equal rights, you know, it's more sort of a caste system over there the way they think anyways. Yeah. So um I mean that's tough, man. That's tough, man. I don't know. Yeah.
5: And, and that's looking and a, and a lot of people are saying it's 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 hard to divorce yourself from the from the Saudi part of it. But a lot of people are saying, you know, it's about time. It's kind of like like you said Barrett, great comparison college uh sports with with the uh NIL stuff.
3: You know, yep. Yeah. NCAA, you know, they, yep.
5: Yeah. These guys weren't getting paid the way they could have gotten paid. Now the Flip side of that is, uh, you, you've had guys that they've approached that have said no, who say like, like Rory McIlroy, in other words, um, said, "Look, you know these people have paid me very good in my life. I, I'm going to stay with the PGA. I've done well. Like I, yeah, I, he's a great golfer, right? Okay. It's a little bit of a different story, but he is. He's you know basically said, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not going to jump ship with those people. He,
6: he can say that today, but here's the, here's as I've read up on this the past few days." When you look at a lot of the golfers that are jumping over to this LIV, mm-hmm. one of the common themes has been I can make more money playing in less events. Right, and a lot of these guys have young kids; uh, they're tired of being away from their family. They want, they want to be home with their their families more. Mm-hmm. So, if you can make more money doing less, who wouldn't take take that opportunity? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the PGA, as Barrett put it so eloquently, I was thinking the same thing. The good old boys. And we know what that means. The good old boys have strong armed golfers forever. It's been their way of the highway forever. Now they're coming. They're going to have they're going to end up having to um, eat a little crow because they're saying, if you do this, you're going to be suspended. You're going to be uh, de- deleted. Now watch once more and more golfers start seeing it the way some of these guys initially have jumped. When you start getting more of the bigger names to jump to this, the PGA is going to have to rethink its stance because, you know, it's, it goes under that old saying, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. Yes. See what I'm saying? You can say what you want to say now. You know what? This is our show. You do what we tell you to do. All of a sudden, yep. the big names start dwindling because they're playing over in Europe, for making more money. You can finish 20th over there in that tournament and make more money you, than you win a tournament here in the United States. Who right. wouldn't want to take care of that, have that opportunity and be home more with your family? Yep. Who would not want to take advantage of an opportunity like that? I guarantee you if this could, if this trend continues and more and more names start slipping across the ocean, you're gonna have to see the PGA you're gonna have to rethink and backtrack on a lot of what it's saying right now. See yep. their mindset is you do what we tell you to do. We're the only game in oh, town. No, oh no, yep. you got it wrong, buddy. As long as mm-hmm. the Saudis are offering more money. Yeah. Oh no, no, we have an out now. See, we didn't have an out before. Yep. Now we have this out. So
3: you I mean, they're very affluent over there too, man. Like yeah. I mean yes. their police cars are like like Ferraris, they have Ferraris yeah, cars. Range Rovers and yeah, you know their taxi cabs are are are, 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 are Mercedes, yeah. Mercedes. You know, I mean, it's, it's we're talking about a totally different. We're talking about that old oil money, you know. That's old oil
6: money, deep, for that, sure. That Barrett Brooks type money, exactly.
5: Bro. All right, let me let me throw this at you. Give me your off the top of your head. How old would you guys say Pat Riley is? Oh man, early 72?
6: 70s. early seventies.
5: How about seventy seven? Wow. 77? 77. Wow. So he doesn't look it though. I know. I agree with you. He looks hair still slick back. Oh, still got the hair still got the little, little, little silver, but it's, he still yeah, got the, he yeah. still got the hair. Um, He basically, there was a lot of question whether or not he was going to come back as the heat president. And he got a little feisty at his news conference. So <laughs> some reporter was asking like, Hey, are you, you know, you ready to go, you know, hang it up and, you know, go back, go to the farm. Yeah. He says, "Quote: I'm 77 years old, and right now I can do more push-ups than you can do. Let's go." <laughs> he said, "If you want to go to the mat, Ooh. let's go." Wow! <laughs> so he still got a little fight in him, uh, does Pat Riley? But wow! He, he said, "Look, we're too close for me to step away from this right now. You know, we, yeah. we yeah. I need to finish this business, and um, you know, he said, it, you know, we're building this thing, and and we got Jimmy Butler, and we we were pretty close. We didn't get it done." but I need to finish this mission. I, I think maybe if he, they would have won it, maybe he walks away. But, I mean, he still goes to every game. I mean, this dude is still yep. really into it. He's not just some figurehead who you never even see anymore. He's in it. He's knee he's deep in it. Dude,
6: what a blessing that is, man, to still be relevant at 77 years of age when most people are trying to scrape and, and get by in life. You know, you uh, you know, you look at a Ray Dinger, you look at yeah. a Pat Riley, yeah. you know, you're still yeah. mentally – act you're still still mentally stimulated at the age of seventy-seven, man, that's that's awesome, dude. Yeah. I just hope I'm upright and breathing
5: at seventy-seven. <laughs> when you and I are, yeah. when we're, we're still doing the show, when you're seventy-seven, you'll you'll see. I hope I hope not. You'll know exactly what to, You'll you'll be excited to go to work every day and hang out oh, with Yes, <laughs> that's please, exactly how it works. Please, Lord, please give me a better vision than that, please. I know you you want to be on some some dock somewhere, or some right, sitting, on yeah. right. sitting on not, the lake, on the lake, not hearing day. us yelling at you. Casting
6: my life away, man. Derek, you,
3: hurry man. up. Hurry up, Derek. Let's
6: go.
7: We need the show to be over. Time.
3: time
6: to go. <laughs> nah, uh, at, that, at that point, we're sitting there arguing, and all of a sudden, teeth fly out of your mouth and stuff. And <laughs> 15. But nah, I, I, I won't be I, doing that. Nah, I'll I was tell right. you I'll
5: this. You're, you're going to be hard. Other than maybe, maybe Jerry West, who was a Hall of Fame player, who coached at a high level and was maybe the ultimate executive, Riley's career is pretty crazy. I mean, you win multiple championships with, with Showtime Lakers. You take the Knicks to a final, and the Knicks have been a disaster area since Ooh. he left. You win it as an executive with the with the Heat. You also step down from being an executive and coach the Heat to a championship. Yep. Yep. And you're still doing it at 77. That's a crazy resume that sharp, Riley has.
3: Sharp, man. Sharp, man. Yeah, it's, it's
5: one of the all-timers, that's for sure. I, w- I wish the Sixers had him, <laughs> as a matter Ooh. of fact. Well,
3: and, you know, how old is um, Belichick?
5: He's seventy it's, now.
3: That's unbelievable. Wow.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I, I believe. I, I think I'm. I'm going to check it while you while we speak, Barrett. But I'm pretty sure he just turned seventy this past year. He was. I mean, you think it was? It was the mid '80s. He was with Parcells, right? As his, you know, lieutenant, the
3: coordinator. Yeah,
5: fifty-two, April sixteenth, he turned seventy. Wow, yeah, he's seventy <laughs> years old. I know, then, he broke in in '75 with the Baltimore Colts as a special assistant. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so you're talking forty-seven years ago. So he's yeah,
3: seven. Yeah, so so look at this. We're gonna be on the show twenty years from now. So remember, remember when Jacob Media first started out when we were just <laughs> you, on YouTube.
6: You you two will be on the show twenty years. <laughs> D Gun already. D Gun is already decided. saying. Can we, can we get D-Gun Derek? Already.
5: Can we get Derek as a guest today from the boat? Can we get him? Can we get it? Xander, get him the link. Get
3: Derek the link. Yeah, I know. Put shame. that. Put that pipe down, you know, put that pipe down, and, and, and get on get on the phone, man. Um, D Gun
6: has already decided D Gun ain't gonna be around. Then he ain't gonna be yeah. having time to be doing shows. In I hear that.
5: <laughs> All right, a lot of fun as always. So guys, tomorrow, a couple things. Uh, Barrett, you'll be checking in. Uh, you'll be down at OTAs, so we'll get a report on what you're uh, what you're witnessing down there. So we're looking forward to you checking in. Uh, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. We got a lot in store for you tomorrow. A lot planned. Might have a little surprise for you as well. We'll just leave Keep it. Keep your that.
6: fingers crossed.
5: We might have a we might, have, might have a killer guest tomorrow. So just be set. Just be set. But we'll we'll be rolling as always uh, at noon eastern. That's for sure. I Want to thank Xander Krause producing the program. Dave Zingaro joined us a little bit earlier. Barrett, great job. Derek, great job. As always. Thanks to everybody in the comment section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Smash the like button. Tell a friend, as we say each and every day. Don't go anywhere because we have the national football show coming up with Dan Cilio. We'll be back, as I mentioned, tomorrow at noon. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Sports take. Take care.
8: Field of Life, First Trust Bank is there for you.
9: Three, one, two, three. Because
8: Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
9: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best
10: rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half?
9: You could say that.